0: Down Kansas City! This is the Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB.
1: The Sports Radio 810 Chiefs post-game show is presented by the Missouri Lottery. Go Chiefs! Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs scratchers tickets from the Missouri Lottery and win up to $600 cash instantly. Play it forward and play responsibly.
0: If you want Chiefs, follow the leader. Sports Radio 810 WHB. If you haven't been paying attention
2: to things going on around the rest of the National Football League, shout out to the Miami Dolphins. Woo! Woo! We have party poppers
3: in the studio. Oh, mine, mine malfunctioned. I got a dud. I smell gunpowder. Brad, like gun in Brad it, that's
2: so on brand. Here, do this one instead.
3: <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: There, there it go. is. There with be. some flavor. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs beat the <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. That's not a huge deal without the rest of the context from today's day of football. What's big news today is that the Miami Dolphins just won in Foxborough. We'll talk Chiefs-Chargers plenty, but the Chiefs are now getting a week off, and they will be the two-seed in the AFC after the dolphins went to new england and won a game where they were 16 and a half point underdogs needed a late touchdown drive gave up a touchdown late in that game and there was a there was a graphic that, that they were showing on CBS before the game today that was that was sort of highlighting the importance of that first-round buy for teams that ultimately end up in the Super Bowl. It's really hard to get to the Super Bowl, period. It's really hard to get to the Super Bowl whenever you don't have that first-round buy. Not just for rest, but also because it means you're not playing the damn Titans. And the Chiefs had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity this year to not be in a position where they needed to watch the Dolphins while they were finishing up their game. They could have beaten the Texans. They could have beaten the Titans. They could have beaten the Colts. And they would have been in a place where, at the very least, they could have controlled their own fate here. Not control their own destiny because destiny can't be controlled. Fate, I'm going to say, is a little bit clearer. They could have controlled their own seating. Is karma a thing? I don't think you can control karma either. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what cosmic thing the Chiefs were working with.
3: Patrick Mahomes is pretty cosmic. That's a great point. There we go.
2: Absolutely fair. But the Chiefs needed a break if they were going to end up getting the week off. Hosting uh, a divisional game. That's another huge part of this, by the way. It's not just the week off. It's not just one less game. But also you're hosting the second one. So somebody's coming to Arrowhead and it's and I'm not talking about the Titans or the Bills. Now it's it's probably the Texans, probably the Patriots, could be the the Titans or Bills of course as well. But a tremendous tremendous day. For the Kansas City Chiefs in a day where they didn't look great. I mean, that first half of football was unenjoyable. And the second half was too good plays. I mean, <laughs> it was a weird, gross football game. And I, I was pretty confident that the Chiefs would win in basically any form against the Chargers. But now, the remarkable impact of the Chiefs winning in the same day that the the Dolphins beat the Patriots in New England. I believe it was the first time the Dolphins have ever won in New England when Tom Brady has started and finished the game. For that to happen today is enormous for the Chiefs. If I would've thought there was a better chance of it happening, we would've spent more time talking about it on the pregame show. I just didn't think 16-and-a-half was going to be overcome by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Forevermore Fitzmagic. The Dolphins are the worst at tanking, but the best at winning Whenever the Chiefs (laughs) could use an assist. I hope they get Tua. If they want Patrick Mahomes for, like, maybe one game next year, I think the Chiefs owe him one. I'm willing to figure out how to thank the Miami Dolphins, but it's a huge, huge turn of events for the Chiefs. I'm Josh Briscoe, by the way, and that's Brad Porter. Hello. It's the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show. I'm sorry, I was very excited. Brad, your thoughts?
3: <laughs> the party poppers well, really threw us in, off. In terms of cosmic forces yes. affecting today, I think it's magic. Absolutely, is a cosmic force. Absolutely. I was listening to, and this has nothing to do with the outcome of the game, but I was listening to um, some fantasy guys this morning, and I don't, I don't have a fantasy football team. He's like the fourth or fifth highest point-getter in quarterbacks. He's he, Because he's magic. <laughs> sure. He just churns out
2: magic and also oftentimes um, bad plays and mistakes. But he's he's running for touchdowns. He's throwing for touchdowns. 320 yards. He threw the ball 41 times. Completion percentage,
3: not great. Doesn't matter. Also, ma- the
2: Patriots were like, it just did not look good. The Patriots did not look good all year. No.
3: And Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick has a magnificent beard. I'll be interested to see if he comes out in a sport coat with no shirt on today. He should come out fully nude. <laughs> well, Ryan Fitzpatrick should come to the podium just
2: with his podium out. Maybe a towel. Maybe a loincloth. Nope. Nope. Wouldn't Loincloth Loincloth wouldn't do it. He's gonna need the whole podium. <laughs> That's what Ryan Fitzpatrick's working with. Clearly.
3: After that performance, he is he is a god amongst men. Well, let me throw this out. In, a, in another form of cosmic forces, Andy Reid after a bye week. That's going to be rolled out yep. now. I'm just yep. rolling it out now. Yep, you're first. You Andy, got it first. Andy Reid after a bye week in his career. Awesome. When, <laughs> watching the Chiefs game and then listening to Kevin Harlan do play-by-play of the Patriots and Dolphins during the broadcast, Excellent. which is quite the skill. Kevin's the, my favorite. Yeah, he's great. The best. He's great. He's also a neighbor of many people here in town. Get him a better co-host would be cool. You don't like Gannon? Rich Gannon said some dumb bleep today. I usually do. Today was a bad day for Gannon. Great day for Harlan. <laughs> it was a great day for Harlan. And so watching that come down to the end, and then the Dolphins holding on, I was for anybody that watched Christmas Vacation over the last few days a dozen times, like I did. It was like the line when Cousin Eddie is standing there, surprise Clark. No Eddie, I wouldn't be more surprised. if I woke up in the morning with my head sewn to the carpet. <laughs> It's just phenomenal. It was, it was right up there with um, that final week of the season from years ago when the Chiefs had to win and needed three other games to fall in place. Yep. The Browns had to win. Uh, I remember Steel- the Niners being a big part of the, that, I think. And the Steelers had to win. The Steelers went into overtime and had to win. This was one of the great days in scoreboard watching history. Yeah,
2: it was. Because even even the, the, the worst-case scenario for the Chiefs was home playoff game next week. Yeah, I right, mean, right. And again, quick turnaround, and we will talk about the stuff in this game. We will also hear from Andy Reid. We will hear from Patrick Mahomes. I know this feels like a Patriots-Dolphins postgame show right now, because it kind of is. And it's also kind of a uh, a Chiefs playoff preview show. Which it's going to be. But uh, we will we will hear from Andy Reid. We will hear from Patrick Mahomes. We will take your calls after you hear from them. If you'd like to call in with your exuberance, 913 3 810 We'll take some calls a little bit later on. The The most
3: important thing we're going to hear from Andy Reid Will be right at the beginning. Yeah, and and, and I don't want to hear. I don't want. I'm 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 afraid of what I'm going to hear about Juan Thornhill. Yeah, I don't think Andy Reid's going
2: to rule him out to this afternoon. No. But I, it, it, Juan Thornhill's almost certainly done for the year. The test they were doing on the field. He tweeted after, like during the game, and then he was ruled out with a knee. So, uh, I mean, I I honestly I think that the best case scenario is probably. Still, him missing the playoffs at this point, like it just seems, and that and that's the thing again. We, we we'll talk about where some of that goes as well. Stuff like, what do the Chiefs do in Juan Thornhill's absence? Because it's a huge loss, but it's also something that they can work with. And we'll tell you a little bit about what they did today and how they use Armani Watts and Kendall Fuller and stuff like that. Um, we will we will get to all of that, but again, I just I just don't think there's any reasonable way right now to overstate how good this broke for the Chiefs today because it's at the risk of, of being redundant. It's a week off. It's everybody, everybody who's nicked up can sit in an ice bath, but it's also two weeks for Andy Reid to prepare for whichever of those teams come to Arrowhead. It's straight up skipping a game. I know we were all nervous about the Titans. I was nervous about the Titans, and like I would have picked the Chiefs to win that game in Arrowhead next week, but I wasn't thrilled about it. No matter who it would have been, Titans, Bills, even the Raiders, Steelers, Steelers. I think those last two teams are not good. Nope. But I, if you said, "Are you my hey?" My options are play flip a coin on the Steelers game on the Raiders game, I guess roll the die, and you know if it comes up twenty, then you lose. I would rather just not have to deal with football being weird. But it's it's skipping ahead in that in that way where again you're just you're you're taking you're taking another week's worth of a beating off of all of your players. You're you're taking the risk out of the equation and you're getting a second round home game. If, if the Chiefs would have, and it's also, I know it's kind of funny that we're talking about this right now. If the Chiefs would have lost hope on that sooner, or more, or more recently, as opposed to losing it kind of as soon as they did. I, you would have heard me these last couple of weeks just wringing my hands about how unfortunate it is that they're not the two seed. But it went, it was so fully gone. This is like genuinely stunning. Like this, this wasn't even really in play during the pregame show today. Curtis was ta- Curtis mentioned this this Dolphins Patriots game, and it was a sixteen point spread. And we did a, I did a whole bet. Curtis, I'm sorry, I think my headphones cut out. Did you say you don't think the Dolphins can win in New England as a sixteen point underdog with Ryan Fitzpatrick? It was it was literally a joke. Which is also, by the way, the reason I don't want the Chiefs to have to play anybody next week. Because it could have been the Dolphins. F- today for the for the, the Patriots it was the Dolphins. And the Patriots, I will say this with confidence. I've never said it before. I usually say it sarcastically. And I'm throwing away the veil of sarcasm on this. The Patriots are bleeped, man. The Patriots are screwed. They're going to win uh, a home game, two road games, and get to the Super Bowl this year with a team that just lost at home to the Dolphins? Are you kidding me? They're gonna beat the Chiefs or the Ravens or even the Texans or something. Come on, like it's they're in a bad place, and the Chiefs just leaped so much more than one
3: spot in the seating. Well, I can tell you what the Patriots are gonna do this week. Every one of them is gonna go up to the attic, open the trunk, and pull out the nobody is counting us in. T- yep, T-shirts. No, nobody believes in bring, us. Bring, bring those out of storage. What those are coming it, what out was of Edelman's
2: storage. logo. Louds. La- oh, Star against- Wars. It was bet against us. Bet no, against no, no, it, us. Was bet- oh. it was the slogan last year. Literally last year was bet against us. Those
3: those shirts are coming out of storage. I will, night.
2: Julian. I'll do it. I'm crazy.
3: He made that stupid logo last week that said Star Wars: Rise of the Edelman. God, grow up. I hate that. He's been hitting the head too many times. I. I'm just. I'm.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of. I'm kind of stunned. That, that that game came to fruition in a way that leaves the Chiefs in this incredible spot. It's it's a tremendous amount of fortune for a team that like today almost certainly, not officially, so please don't don't cite me as your source, but almost certainly losing one thornhill for the year. It's huge. And also like this is that injury would impact him next year also. Um depending it depends on what it, it could be a sprain, it could be a tear, it, could be, it looked it looked very bad. But whatever whatever the degree of the injury is, extremely unfortunate. The Chiefs have had certainly their share of injury issues this year. If they get if they get a little bit of good luck today and they cash they cashed all those chips in to get the first round by and to skip a game and all of that, that is that is karma well
3: spent. Well, and think about it. Think about the, the guys who really need the rest this week, okay? Frank Clark has been banged up a lot this year, but he's been spectacular when he's been on the field. Bashad Breeland today took another shot to the shoulder, had to come out of the game, then was kind of hokey-pokey the rest. He's You know, put your right foot in, take your right foot back out, all through the game. Uh, we don't know about Thornhill yet. Patrick Mahomes talked about it during the game. He's continuing to get treatment every single day on his knee where his kneecap was dislocated. It's still not 100%. I don't know if his ankle is either. Time to get him a little bit healthy. The offensive line is banged up, especially in the middle. You get a chance, Terrell Suggs, who's played this game for 17 years, he gets an extra week of rest, that is good. Yep. This is all positive. I mean, aside from getting home field advantage, those are the ancillary parts of it, is getting those banged up guys an extra week of rest and treatment to get ready for that home game in two weeks.
2: And so we should be hearing from Andy Reid relatively soon. I do want to make sure we get to the very, very beginning, because um, I think Thornhill was the only guy who left the game and didn't ultimately return. I couldn't believe Blake Bell came back in. Yeah, he looked like he was in rough shape. But, uh, yeah, he came back. Breeland came back in. And so... Uh, I imagine we'll get a, a Thornhill update relatively soon. We'll also, of course, hear later on, um, we will hear from a lot of guys out of the locker room. And and this is a day that genuinely this feels more so much, really so much more impactful and important than the AFC West Championship game game clinching game. Yeah. Like where where they just, all right, the t- we have the t-shirts now. But it happened in like week fourteen. The West is not enough, right? And like that sort of snuck up on everybody because we knew the Chiefs were winning the division. Yep. This is an unexpected turn of events. I've already seen um, a couple of quotes pop up from from guys in the locker room. Um, th- uh, it's just it, I think we're gonna hear quite a few very happy campers that will that will begin to sort of quantify. If not vital or important, at least how simply good it is
3: to get this advantage in the playoffs. I remember years ago, the Broncos needed the Chiefs' help to have something go their way. I I think that was the circumstances. And Von Miller sent everybody, every member of the Kansas City Chiefs, an expensive bottle of wine. Yes, I remember that. So I'm wondering, you know, pool the resources and... Maybe a care package you get sent to South Beach. This I've week.
2: seen I've
3: I know where Ryan Fitzpatrick
2: plays and I've seen his postgame outfits, just send him a big mound of cocaine. <laughs> I mean, what he does, if that's up to him. Total Miami. Yeah. Just really lean into the Miami of it all. Well, the Dolphins organization, I guess, probably wouldn't appreciate that no. at a recent incident. Alright, I mean so maybe. I'm sure the NFL would frown upon it. That's a good point too, I guess. All right. So next idea. I'm listen. I'm not in my right mind. This is a very exciting day. This is a very exciting uh it's a string of developments for the Chiefs. I'm afraid to go to the next thing, Brad, because... You know Andy Reid's coming. I, I the, As soon as I ask you a direct question, Andy Reid will make an announcement yes. on Thornhill. We won't hear it because I'm trying to throw it to Andy Reid while, uh, while absolutely stampeding right over you. Uh, well, also, we have uh, Texans and Titans to keep an eye on, but I don't know if any of that really means anything anymore. There's so much randomness in, in what can happen in a first round of a playoff series that the Chiefs at this point, like, you want to know who your options are, and I guess it'd be cool if the Titans didn't make the playoffs at all because I'd rather just not see them. If we could get the uh, the Steelers or the Raiders in there somehow,
3: I think the the Raiders might be done. I'm not sure. I, I need to double-check that. They needed that. a bunch. They needed last week. They needed four or five things, and this week I think they need like four things. Yeah, I think you're right. Um,
2: so we will see if if that game ends up having any uh, any real importance. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, again, if we could, you know, if we could get a uh, the the mess that is happening at the quarterback position in Pittsburgh into the playoffs, fine by me. But really, the the thing that the only thing that could have made us stop caring about. Texans Titans right here and, and what happens with that sixth wild card or that's that sixth playoff spot second wild card is the Dolphins pulling off a miracle in Foxborough just just outstanding uh, again it's the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show Josh Briscoe Brad Porter with you here uh, we're going to be here for a while we got a lot of sound to play we've got a lot of highlights and uh, we'll take a bunch of your calls 913 3810 as soon as we hear from everybody at the podium, uh, Beards McFly hit all the buttons, and also, ear to the ground for Andy Reid and company. Beards, have you have you connected at all? Have you had any sort of Jedi uh, Force link with Andy Reid? Any feeling for where he might be coming? No spoilers. No update yet. Okay. I didn't even spoil Andy Reid, I guess. you Feel free to spoil when he's coming My midichlorian out. count's too low.
1: Hmm. I
2: can confirm. Yeah, you... Hmm. That's that seems to be an issue for you. All right, fair enough. One uh, Thornhill being being hurt and and seemingly seriously is a very big deal. I think we saw that pop up a little bit in this game. Um, and I will give Steve Spagnuolo, especially now. This I was thinking this in real time, but especially now, you give him a little extra cushion. And you give him even just a week to scheme around it. Kendall Fuller was playing straight-up safety last week against the Bears. Um, and then he, he was, he, I think he will continue to see that role grow out of, out of necessity. And Armani Watts is getting a lot more work, but also Rashad Fenton was getting more work, not even really just for Breland, but whenever Fuller is moving and playing some more and, safety, and Fenton not, plays in the
3: slot more. And Fenton's not 100% healthy. He,
2: no, he just came he,
3: back, yeah. Um, and he's also super young and has also had some excellent place. I like when Philip Rivers went right at him and he was like, okay, bro. Yeah, it was let's no go. <laughs> question from him at all. He was ready. Um, so with all of those
2: those moving pieces, here's the direct question that's going to summon Andy Reid, Brad. Okay. Um, what is your, expecta- uh, your expectation for what the Chiefs defense does while we assume probably no one Thornhill going forward? Well, let's see. This is the first Here's Andy Reid. Just kidding. I'm sorry.
3: This is the first game in the last six games where the defense was suspect, with the running backs just dominating the linebackers in space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Rashad Fenton becomes a you know a dime guy, probably. Maybe depending on Rashad Breland, how bad that shoulder is, because he did come back after he left the game. So you kind of mix you kind of mix your pieces, and you we saw at linebacker Ben Neiman played a lot of snaps today, which was he did. Chiefs fans were not. Twitter Chiefs fans were not happy with his yeah, performance. Yeah, you can just say me. Okay. Josh was not happy with <laughs> no, Ben Neiman's wasn't performance. Thrilled. It's the old rule about, you know, the backup first baseman goes three for five and should be playing every day. He got exposed. He just cannot play that many snaps. He just can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I like him. I think he's good in, in spots. He's great on special teams, but he, he can't play that many snaps. Yep. So you're going to mix in Armani Watts, who hasn't been used a lot last year. Uh, as you said, Fuller can move everywhere. Tyron Matthew is going to have to play a little bit of everything, which he has been doing the entire second half of the season. Yep. Sometimes he's a safety. Sometimes he's a linebacker. Sometimes he's a corner. He's an edge blitzer at times, which he's pretty good at. Um, And he held on to an interception today. Yes, he did. He finally the, got one. Of all the interceptions that Tyron Matthew has dropped this season, and I'm not getting down on him. There's a reason he's a defensive back. But for 5'9", Tyron Matthew, to go over as a 6'4 wide receiver, and high point it was stunning. Yeah. And why he's one another reason why he's gonna get votes for defensive player of the year. He's gonna finish top he's gotta finish top three in my book. And he won't be a pro bowler no. He he will if the Chiefs don't make the no. Super
2: Bowl I suppose, because of he's an alternate, whatever. But yeah, that's fair. Um the one guy you didn't mention there is Dan Sorensen. He's gotten a lot of run this year. Yes, he has. And He also, today, you saw him, he just followed the running back around a lot. He's done that multiple times this season, and I think he did some of that against the Chargers last time through. I I would say, and this is crazy because he's a slot corner, but I would say that to put Fuller in kind of that single high roll, whenever you need to have a guy in a single high roll, to have him playing kind of that free safety sort of spot... I would, I would be happy to lean in that direction, or at least that's my favorite of the options at this point, would be to lean in that direction to preserve what Dan Sorensen does best yes, and to preserve what Tyron Matthew does best. For Matthew, it's being able to do whatever the, the moment needs, whatever the play needs, whatever the scheme necessitates. For Dan Sorensen, it's a couple specific things. Uh, last year, we got some some out of place Dan Sorensen. I, I think we've had a couple of moments of that here today. Um I have to I'm going to have to go back through it all again and 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 com- completely recheck it all, but um I while, while being generally a, a Dan Sorensen skeptic in in many 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 ways, if if it's going to work, it needs to be in his ideal scenario, which probably means letting Kendall Fuller Become kind of a free safety, which I know is crazy because, again, he's a slot corner. We talked to Steve Spagnolo a thousand times at training camp about Kendall Fuller. I talked to Kendall Fuller about, like, hey, so this specific role, like, we thought that he was supposed to be the Chiefs' best cornerback, and then Spags basically said that he'd be on the field, you know, 75 to 80% of the time, because that's about how often most teams running are running, uh, you know, sub-packages and whatnot. Um, for him to go from strictly a slot corner to a guy who's now like this hybrid safety is really weird, but
3: kind of working. So I well, guess that's what I want. Yes, and you look at you look at how bad the Chiefs' defense was the first eight to ten weeks of the season. You had to make an adjustment. Yeah. If you're not adjusting, you're going backwards. Adjusting to get a little bit better. Yep. Or you don't adjust and you get worse. Yep. And that was a great decision by Spagnuolo and the defensive staff. Daniel Sorensen is much better in run blitz or against the run, period. Yeah. I was reading numbers earlier this week. I I should have wrote them down, but the percentage of run plays that he's in on is pretty high. Mm -hmm. And he's pretty effective at it. Now, covering guys, once in a while he gets a a batted ball. And I don't mind him in the running back spy role
2: because I, I understand what's happening there. Largely still obviously depends on the specifics of the matchup and everything. But I'm I'm not beside myself whenever I see him spying Austin Eckler or whatever, or if he ends up being that guy for Lamar Jackson against the Ravens in a in a potential AFC Championship game. Um, maybe, may, maybe you can talk me into that. But again, I, I would I would rather have those less than ideal scenarios and have him. Try to be forced into
3: the over-the-top role that he's absolutely not. I, I don't think for. he. I don't think he has the speed to do it. No, you got to cover. So you're. You're. The, I mean, he does I mean, the cliche he just, term? Does. You're a center fielder. Okay, Andy Reid's coming soon, so I better not. The talk. report.
2: The reports <laughs> from the stadium is Andy Reid soon. In fact, beards, if you want, if you think it's really soon, if you want to give us a little bit of that background noise so we can hear, I I don't want to miss. I genuinely don't want to miss. First of all, the ambiance is great. I don't want to miss Andy Reid giving the injury update, so you know, keep it whatever. Keep it in your ear. I don't know if you want to feed it to us because I am terrified of you know someone doing a sound check and then screaming an obscenity into the microphone and it ruins the whole show. It doesn't usually happen, but you know, it's Beards is worried about it, so that's you know, I get it. Um, oh, Andy Reid right now at Arrowhead.
4: Juan Thornhill will no more um, tomorrow. Um, He's had a great year, um, and so we're hoping. Hope he's okay, but uh, again, um, it's crazy about this team. He gets hurt, and then Armani Watts goes in and plays a uh, plays a good game. Uh, finishes up with limited reps. Proud of our guys. The fans were phenomenal. I mean, it was loud. Any of those offsides, those when the deep, when uh, when we're on defense and they jump offsides on offense, there it's a big thing. Um, my hat goes out to the grounds crew for taking care of the field. I thought they did a great job with that and um, getting it ready to play uh, with the weather that we had. So, um, and then I might mean, go through the individual things. Uh, D. Williams, uh, 12 carries for 124 yards. Proud of him because he was injured during the year and came back and played great. Um, it's it's weird that Demarcus Ware is here. <laughs> and you know, and old T. Sizzle beat his record, passed his record up on his way to the Hall of Fame. So both those two, I have a ton of respect for having played against both of them and, and now I'm glad that 94 is on our side. so I'm, I'm good with that. Um, anyways, Watts, Fenton, Kendall all coming in and playing um, and, and doing a great job on the back end. 55 95 the d line i mean 94 95 all of them they were they were rolling and um, and then our offensive line i mean that goes off to them uh for really setting the tempo at the end of the game and putting a putting a finish on the game so all in all great game and hail to the dolphins <laughs> <laughs>
5: so tell us how you uh, found out that the dolphins had scored
6: i mean was it
4: was our it fans the stadium, yeah our fans it? yeah Fans were, were hollering, and <clears throat> I figured something good was happening, What does having the extra
6: week mean,
4: then, uh, second about the Dolphins, any chance of making this track, you know, Patrick
0: Ivory for a day?
4: Yeah, I'm going to send him some uh, Kansas City steaks, <laughs> you yeah. he, um, he did a nice job. I can't do that, though, because that's tampering, so I'm not going to do that, <laughs> um, but he deserves them, and the extra week off, um, you, you know, it's great to have at this time of the year, so. Uh, you work hard for for that I mean being 12 and 4 is a um, great accomplishment for our football team and then you're rewarded with this here so um, you know and I'm proud of the guys for pushing through today because that's a tough thing to do so it's a that's not not easy you don't know the scores and you you've got to be have the right mindset as you come into this thing I mean the Dolphins were a 16-point underdog going into this, or whatever it was, and so, um, you know. But it's a great example of why you, why you play. And <laughs> if you're on that field, you go 100 miles an hour and you play your heart out.
5: So. Is, there, is there any way to sum up how you felt in terms of having a fire lit under you after the,
7: the near loss, post call to last year, that that you guys started in a different kind of way coming out of the box? yeah
4: you know what's crazy about this is these guys they don't really that's not what they need uh, this is a self-motivated group that likes to be around each other by so um, the fact that they come to work every day willing to work um, and work hard the coaches likewise so uh, we're blessed that way and um, and we don't plan on slowing down right so we're going to keep our foot on the pedal and keep rolling
7: the other way around <clears> did it give you a little extra like we're that close push the
4: yeah I, I guess you can look at it that way I um, you know we were disappointed which we should have been after it uh, we all could have been four inches better I told you that last year and, and it didn't happen so um, did it motivate us I, I don't know that um, but you got a taste of it. And you know we we still got we still got a lot of work to do before we get back there. So. the coach,
6: had a had yard kickoff return. What did you see? You know, I guess on the replay that you
4: finally had to break one out. Yeah, I mentioned I, I meant to mention him. Uh, McCullough did a heck of a job. He keeps getting better every every week, and you can see why he was elected to the uh, Pro Bowls as a specialist. He. I mean, he did a great job. He did a great job of staying in bounds. I mean, I had a perfect view of it there, and he, that was a heck of a job just being able to do that. <clears throat> um, and then he just keeps getting better as an offensive player. So, um, you know, he, he's got a, a good future ahead of him as long as he keeps working. Right? That's what, and he's been doing a great job with that.
8: How much input did
9: you have <clears> into the Patriots and Dolphins score not being shown on the video board
4: during the game? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about it. You know, I didn't want to know about it. I mean. I, i just want to play and even if that game didn't go right um, we still needed to play for the game that's happening this afternoon so um you know that we don't we wouldn't have an idea so didn't care
8: so andy even when you have an extra week to prepare like this i mean does time still seem to kind of fly by because you got so much stuff to do or what what is it like when
4: you've got yeah well we'll we'll step back the guys come in tomorrow and We'll, uh, we'll have a team meeting. Um, I'll give them a schedule for what's going on the next week here during the bye week. Um, and uh, you know, the main thing is that <clears throat> we get work done, but yet we, we rest up and get ourselves ready for whomever we might play.
5: <clears throat> the, the third quarter was pretty unusual. They just barely had the ball in the second half and still scored 14 points. The defense was out there a bunch with some guys in and out just
4: about their effort in the second half to kind of take care of the business and so get that done with all those things. Yeah, so the interception by <clears throat> Tyron was big uh, at, in the end zone. Um, so that that was a I mean that, that was a big play. Um, we we needed to do better on the third and long as we put ourselves in a great situation and then they they converted. I mean, my hat goes off to Philip Ultimate competitor. And I should say Anthony's done a heck of a job with that team. They've Work through all these injuries that they've had, and and uh, and he's got he's a good football coach, and they have a good team. Um, but we, were, yeah, we were, we need to get off the field a little sooner. We we'll work on that, make sure we get better at that. <clears throat> and then, um, uh, you know, the, the quarter that flew by was the first quarter. I mean, both teams had a possession, and then they had a tick of a possession, a couple of plays, and then it was over. So, um, but when the run game's going, well, that kind of happens. well he's been playing great you know so uh, but we've always just said hey the next guy uh, is up and we don't compare notes against one another so you just do what you do best and and then work on the things that you need to work on to get better and um, and so if he can't go it's next next man up and must roll Um, and that's how this team this team operates
5: Coach uh, Tyreek said that he told Damian every time that he breaks one open, he's going to run him down. Did, were you able to see this?
4: I don't know. Did he catch him? I saw him take off to run him. <clears throat> I'm not sure he caught him though. Did he? He caught. Him. He did. Well, you know. <laughs> not, not many c- people can do that. You know. Yeah. By the way, D Rob had a nice catch on, uh, uh, you know, the touchdown run too. So.
5: Coach speaking of Tyreek, the third and eight, the deep pass. Was that a look that you saw was that not being impressive? Yeah.
4: You know what? I probably should have come to that sooner. Uh, Pat wanted that and um, you know he he did a nice job with it um, we've been doing a little bit of the underneath part of that route and and he just reared back and slung that thing so um, but he was he was feeling that one and and uh, so uh, I called it and he took it from there I'm the
10: right, oh, uh,
4: sorry well, Sean McCoy, can we a yeah, um, we'll just see how things uh, how things go. Um, you know, uh, we've got the three backs that we're comfortable with, and and uh, he's one of them. So he was, um, I don't believe he was scratched, but he, he uh, your suit's nice though, so. man.
2: All right, good. All right. Sandy Reed live from Arrowhead here on Sports Radio 810. Uh, Andy Reed's press conference is brought to you by 360 Vodka. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, this is celebration time. Go grab a bottle of 360 Vodka for your next tailgate or watch party. 360 Vodka is the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs and has your game day cocktails covered all season long. Also brought to you by KC Grilling Company, located in Olathe at 159th and Merlin. Your one-stop shop for all your tailgating needs. Stop by and check out KC Grilling Company or go to kcgrilling.com. Um... So a few things in there. We'll get more information on One Thornhill tomorrow. Um, I kind of forgot that McCoy was, he was active. Reed was right there. He was active, but he also didn't, didn't play at all. So that's a little bit weird. We talked to Nate Taylor uh, during the pregame show. His theory is actually like, they're just trying to like quietly, respectfully kind of phase him out. Which was not my theory, but
3: whenever Nate suggests it, I think there's probably something to it. I was kind of hoping Andy Reed would say, well, we're trying to manage his carries kinda of keep with the load management theme. Yeah. I was kinda of hoping for that. Yeah, it would've been good. Um, but you heard also, Andy Reid, like just going around
2: instead of the Time's Yours, little hail to the dolphins, uh kind of going awesome. out of his way to say, hey, here's here are several things that um that went right for us today where guys came through and made big plays and all of that. Also saying in that uh, on that deep shot to Tyree kill, he should have gone to it sooner. Mahomes wanted that sooner. They had seen it somehow whatever. Um, even that I kind of like to say, yeah, you know what? We could have taken that shot sooner and probably given ourselves a little more breathing room. I
3: kind of like to hear that from Andy Reid. I was stunned on the Tyreek Hill catch that neither safety went over. Yeah. He was being covered by a
2: linebacker. Let's go out oh. to Arrowhead right now. Let's hear from the guy who threw that pass. Let's hear from Patrick Mahomes. Dude,
11: and what that means is-
12: uh, yeah, I mean, I found out when the fans kind of started going crazy, and then uh, I asked uh, around the, the sideline. But they kind of kept it away from us so we could focus on the game. Um, obviously, you, you want to get that bye to have that week off. And you're, it's basically like winning a playoff game and then uh, getting to play a game at home. So we're, we're excited for that, and uh, we're going to keep building and keep trying to build this momentum and keep it going. But
0: what does it mean to have that?
12: Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of like I said, it, it's a, it's basically a win. I mean, that's basically what it is. You get, a, you basically get to win that first round of the playoffs, and you get to eliminate that game, and then you get to play a home game. And uh, with the, the Chiefs' kingdom and everything that we have here at Arrowhead, I mean, that's very important to us. And so we're excited to be able to play a home game, kind of let everybody get healthy as they can get, and then uh, prepare to play whoever we get.
7: Coach,
5: keeps you guys focused, not worrying about the ball game. <coughs> You guys were going to play this game. When it wasn't on the school board. You guys were hearing about it. Did you, but you know what's going you know the Dolphins. Take on your dog. Did you wake up this morning with any
12: thoughts that they could go and win that game? Uh, I mean, obviously playing in, in Gillette, it, it's, it's going to be hard uh, to get a win for them. Uh, but you know, it's fits Magic, man. I mean, he he does he does he does things that uh, that are awesome to watch. And so they found a way to get a win. But like you said, like there was no scoreboard at all that had any. Number of stats or anything like that. So the best I got was I saw at one point Brady had like one touchdown and one interception. So I was trying to add that together and figure out a way to see what the score was.
5: <laughs> you guys, uh, you had a really weird kind of third quarter. You guys weren't even out there on offense very much. How odd was that quarter
12: just in scoring? Yeah, yeah, it was different. I mean, uh, First off, me throwing the interception on in that second play of the half, I mean, and that kind of got the momentum in the wrong way. And then McColl uh, with the big play of, of returning the to touchdown, where we kind of – we always jab with him because he, he made the pro ball as a returning specialist and he didn't have a touchdown yet. So he had to get one. He had to get one. And then, uh, then Damien with the big run. And so how it worked out, we were on, I think we were on the field for three plays in the, second, uh, the third quarter. And so we just knew if we got our opportunity, we had to find a way to, to get us down there and finish off the game. And we, we, we did that at the end there.
9: Patrick, two years in a row, you've passed with these twenty yards.
4: What's the mean, you know, that you've uh, uh, tied, you know, Trent Green here
0: to, to do that two years in a row?
12: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, uh, it's awesome. I mean, this year, I think I really put into perspective like how hard it is to go out there week by week and, and, and put up numbers and get wins. And so, you know, it's a struggle in this league. Uh, teams are coming with your best effort playing. That's really hard. And so uh, just to have the guys around me that I do, it makes my job a lot easier about just getting them the ball and, and then making a lot of these big plays. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was necessarily just, just the, the Patriots game, but just falling just that close to the Super Bowl, which is your ultimate goal when you, you come into the offseason and knowing all the work that you had, we had put in and, and not getting to, the, getting to the game, giving ourselves an opportunity. Uh, it definitely gave me some motivation to go out there and just continue to get better and continue to progress in any way possible. And um, now we're, we're going to put ourselves an opportunity now that we're going to have a chance of, of making a run at this thing, and we have a lot of momentum going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 when I saw him cover by a linebacker, I was putting it up. I mean, just that was my first thought. Um, I didn't want to overthrow it. I wanted to give him a chance to make a play, so I tried to throw it. It wasn't a great spiral, but it was it was right there, and, and he made a great catch on it. And so we had called similar plays to that, and we had gotten the look that kind of look, and uh, we we didn't expect them to fully cover him with the linebacker. And I think they kind of got a little they, – they saw Kelsey kind of come across the middle and try to jump it knowing that we hit him on that play a lot. And so when, when they did that, I started it out there to Tyreek. Obviously, the big touchdown
5: today. Oh, the, the way that Damian runs, just the way that he kind of provides a spark for the for the offense, for the energy that he brings. Just how important is that, that that element coming back to the offense now themselves?
12: Yeah, I mean he does everything well. I mean I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, he ran the ball well today, but he, he has he's great in pass protection. Um, he's great catching the ball at the backfield. And, uh, I mean, he he's, he does everything well as a running back and, and fits our offense really well. And so it, it's awesome to have him back out there to, to fully complement that running back room. And uh, it seems like every single time someone gets the opportunity, they're, they're making plays. Damien <coughs> had a long
3: touchdown
5: running. And Tyreek, just about running down, did you, could you tell from your view did he catch him or did he not catch
12: him? I think he caught him. I think Damien slowed down a little bit there at the end. I just hope I never break one. I might have to hand it to Tyreek to let him go ahead and score. <laughs>
7: Um, Patrick,
8: kind of related to the running game, and everything. Just talk about the sense of balance that you had on offense today, and what does it mean for this offense going into the playoffs?
12: Yeah, I think it's I think it's an awesome thing. Uh, I've realized this year that it, it's better just to find ways to win than trying to put up all these numbers and, and win that way. And so I feel like as a team, we complement each other really well. Uh, the second half, it kind of got away from us as a time time of possession, but in that first half. Uh, we did a good job of kind of getting these long drives. We wish we'd have scored on every one of them, but we got these long drives and found a way to put points on the board. Now, do
10: you feel you guys are <clears getting throat> into the playoffs as opposed to this time last
12: year? Yeah, I mean, I think we're playing with a lot of, a lot of energy. I mean, obviously, last year we, we had a lot of energy and we were trying to find a way to kind of make a run at this thing. But I think now with the experience that we have uh, playing these big games and uh, playing the AFC Championship, playing a playoff game in Arrowhead, um, last year that we can kind of use that to kind of build and find a way to, to find a way to win uh, first off the divisional round and then hopefully go into AFC Championship.
2: Patrick, the offensive
9: line today weren't, weren't sacked. They were doing a great job up front, and they've gone through so many
2: changes in there this year with all the injuries. And stuff. How is that unit gelling in front of you, and uh, how confident do you feel with the
12: way they've been? I feel very confident. I mean, that, that pass rush is, is elite. I mean, th- those guys can get after the, the, the quarterback. And they did a great job of keeping me clean uh, and, and getting me time to get the ball to our, our playmakers. And so um, I, that, that, that offensive line that's kind of coming together now and been together for a couple games now, you can tell that they're comfortable with each other. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to throw Wiley back into the fold here soon. And we'll have a, a good set of guys that can really go out there and play uh, confidently.
5: necessarily go deep on that route but mm. that you trust him to go across and you trust yep. him to throw up the ball. In those situations, how much trust do you have in a one-on-one situation to make a catch like
12: that? Yeah, I mean, first off, I mean, you just see how much he's grown since the beginning of training camp when I, when I was yelling at him to keep running. I mean, he, he's he's grown each and every week, and he really understands what he needs to do and how to stay on stay on my timing. And with, with that play, he was kind of an alert throw. Um, he he got out there and I saw him on the safety and he made the right the right read and kind of stayed in front of him and flattened it off and I put it out there and he meant, that, that was a big time catch because he got hit pretty hard there and that, I mean I know it's a tough one and uh, it got us momentum kind of going into the half. All right, thank you. Thank you.
2: That's Patrick Mahomes' his press conference is presented by GoodSense. Sense. Good Sense was founded thirty years ago right here in Kansas City and couldn't be more proud of their hometown. They know to be truly good at something takes hard work, and it just makes good sense to have Patrick Mahomes as a part of their team. We've
3: got to take a break here in a second, Brad. Anything jump out to you from um, Mahomes' presser there? Yeah, he mentioned the offensive line for the Chiefs standing up to the Chargers' pass rush. When you consider they have Bosa, they have Melvin Ingram who got through maybe one time yep. to hold those guys at bay because they were the engines were revving for the Chargers today. They, they came out to play. They came out to win, and to hold those guys, um, to keep them off Patrick Mahomes— I can't say enough about it. Outstanding. And within the context
2: of the Dolphins getting that win in Foxborough that you've heard everyone talk about so far today, uh, what ended up being a really, really huge win for the Chiefs over the Chargers. We're overdue for a break. We'll take one right now. It's the Missouri Lottery Chiefs Post Game Show here on Sports Radio 810.
1: The Chiefs Post Game Show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery.
0: And Fitzpatrick throws in the end zone. Touchdown, Miami! The Dolphins have just scored. Gasicki, the tight end, got a laser in the back of the end zone on a goal-to-go touchdown pass by Miami quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick to take a lead with 24 seconds to go. The extra point coming up for Miami, leading New England 26-24. And the crowd now knows it what a throw by Fitzpatrick what a touchdown run by Williams on the last weekend of the regular season in the NFL if the Chiefs win and New England loses the Chiefs will be the two seed they'll get the bye and they'll have a home game the next weekend I'm getting confused what game are you calling I'm calling both games
2: that is Kevin Harlan from the CBS TV broadcast in the broadcast booth in Arrowhead, calling the game in Miami or with Miami in New England. Uh, that is our Tullamore do Tully touchdown of the game. We raise a toast to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I didn't look up how many touchdowns he's had this season, but that's number one. I don't know if it's Jeseki It doesn't matter. We raise a toast to all the dolphins. Hell to the dolphins for that victory here in 2019. Tullamore Dew is the original triple blended smooth sipping Irish whiskey made exactly for these great moments in fandom. Please drink Tullamore Dew responsibly. Also, I know Tullamore Dew is listening right now. Somebody tweeted me this week, said they went out and and tried some Tullamore Dew because of of the way you and I talk about it, Brad. Yeah. Said it was lovely. And you know what? They're
3: right, because it is. Did you crack that bad boy open yet?
2: Uh, yes, I certainly have. And was it great? It's excellent. Okay. It's excellent, and um, halfway, halfway gone. Wow. Yeah. That's that's some damage. Yeah. Because that's a big bottle. I shared it at one point. About the size of a cinder block. Yeah. Um, yeah, two or three nights. You know, just about a what? Is a half liter of whiskey a night not normal? I just put a. I just put not it in for little,
3: living humans. Or any breathing animal. I don't, functioning. Is what I am. Functioning. I am a functioning human. By the way. Please that, don't tell them we're irresponsible. responsible. With that Kevin Harlan call, which which I love. Which gave me you calling. I'm calling both
2: of them. That's, That's the best part. Fantastic. That's the
3: best part. Bleep you, Rich Cannon. <laughs> I'm calling both of them. So, I do what I want. <laughs> per RJ Bell, who is a Las Vegas person, because his Twitter handle is RJ in Vegas, I believe. The upset Dolphins, 17 and a half point underdog at, underdogs to the Patriots. Biggest upset since 1995 when washington was a 17 and a half point underdog to dallas it's incredible it doesn't happen often no it doesn't and it's not and it literally never happens
2: for those teams in that place no literally never
3: seriously just absolutely wild i did like uh you know harlem was calling the play and then he said the crowd knows what's going on and they're cheering and patrick mahomes said after the game that they were not watching the scoreboard cuz it right. wasn't up there but he knew when the fans were cheering, when there was nothing really going on to cheer about, yep. that he knew what was going on. Yeah, unbelievable. You also heard uh, a very diplomatic Patrick Mahomes. with Did you think they could win that game?
2: Like, well, oh, you know, it's hard to win there. just too late. No. No one thought that was going to happen. No one. If, if you had a a Dolphins money line bet with more than a nickel on it, feel free to let me know. It was but I, I imagine you didn't.
3: It was plus 900, I believe. I'm not sure if that one—I I don't. I can't read this stuff that they post sometimes. But. Brad is the most— You made a ton of money. Brad is the most degenerate non-gambler
2: I've I ever am. met. I pay it's attention really, to it and I don't gamble. It's really strange. Uh, we will uh, take some calls here in a second. We will uh, continue to bring you audio from Arrowhead. It's the Missouri Lottery Chiefs post-game show here on Sports Radio 810. I'm Joshua Briscoe. Brad Porter is the degenerate non-gambler. <laughs> Beers McFly hitting all the buttons. And uh, taking your calls on the other side of the glass. Uh, let's let's go through at least a, a couple of calls here. Butch has uh, has been on hold since the top of the show. Thanks for waiting, Butch. How you feeling,
13: gentlemen? How about those? Dolphins. <laughs> what? what is going? I feel like I slipped in some sort of time warp. I don't think I am in the proper dimension right now. What did I just see? I woke up late this morning. I missed a little bit of the first quarter of the Chiefs game. I saw. I came back to my TV screen. Juan Thornhill was down. I'm praying for the young man because he's going to be difficult to replace, like you mentioned. But uh, the the uh, let me let me just say what I'm me get this off my chest, man. What a season! This is the type of stuff that you just can't script. I mean, what do they say about luck? It's when hard work meets a little bit of something on the side, opportunity, a bit of apathy, a little bit. of Yeah, there you go, opportunity, a little bit of pick stuff from the sky. We got that today. This team is built to do things just like this. Keep itself in situations where they can get a first-round bye. They got it. I couldn't be happier for them. I think we'll be able to replace Juan Thornhill's production. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take multiple bodies to do that. But let's not forget how this team is constructed. It's not constructed to try to play defense, even though the defense has been good. It's constructed to really light up the scoreboard. And that's what we're going to see in the playoffs. After this first-round bye. oh, it's on, fellas. It's 2018 on, like Donkey Kong, okay? And, and another thing, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm buying your jersey, baby. <laughs> dance. go
3: Chiefs! <laughs> Thanks, Butch. Appreciate the call. Which, which team? I'm assuming any Dolphins, team. Any team. Any team. You but, get just walk into a into a saver somewhere. For listeners who don't know Butch, normally when he calls in after a Chiefs win, he says, "How about those Chiefs?" So that's why we Good were work laughing. Today. That's why we we're laughing hysterically when he said dolphins. Good
2: work today from Butch. Um I will say this also like I I and someone tweeted me about this about how I'm I'm surely happy to be wrong about this and I am. This team was this team was 6 and 4. You don't you don't get a first round bye whenever you're 6 and 4. Like usually straight up 12 and 4 is not it's certainly not a lock and often it's not good enough at all. So yeah, I'm just Butch says the Chiefs kept themselves in a position for uh, for a first round bye. Obviously, he's technically right, but I wouldn't have called it that. I wouldn't have called it in the position at six and four. No, and they did. They won and one and one, and they beat the Patriots and all of that. But I, I just didn't
3: think twelve and four was going to get it done in the AFC this year. And I think after the loss to the Titans, you wouldn't have thought. Two nope. seed. Nope. And I'd have to go back and look at the Ravens' record. They were six and four. They were six and four
2: after that because they were four and zero, oh, then four and two, then five and two, five and, and lost Mahomes in that game right. and they went to five and two. Uh, then five and three to the Packers, six and three with the Vikings, six and
3: four against the Titans. Yeah.
2: And they've won everything
3: since then. And I'd have to go back really. and look at the Ravens' early part of the season because to get to the number one seed going into today, they had won 11 in a row. Yeah, they lost so, to the
2: Chiefs and the Bronco, and the Browns yeah. and that was it. Yeah. And and today they're totally floating. They don't need to they don't need to worry about anything. Nobody's displayed. Point. Um that's the kind of, of cushion that they had. Uh let's take a couple more calls here. DJ is on the line and fully awake this week, I can imagine. DJ, what's on your <laughs> minds?
14: <laughs> hey, I'm up, man, what's going on?
2: <laughs> We're in a good mood here. How are you? Uh oh, wonderful,
14: man. I'm wonderful. Uh, I just came here to say hello to you guys, man. I got that listening every week, I don't know what's in, but um, just a quick story. Last year, uh, my birthday falls on January nineteenth. Uh, last year, we was in Miami uh, when the Chiefs played New England, and uh, we raised hell, man. It was fun. Oh, I can say I can say the H word, right? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. good. Yeah. You're good. Okay. all right. We raised that, and then at the ESPN studios, man. And then we ended up losing that game after, you know, no need to talk about that. But um, <laughs> this year, I got tickets again. We back in Miami. So, the Chiefs if the Chiefs win I think what they got win one game to so be able to play in the division around the Miami game on the nineteenth? If they have a playoff structure breakdown now we got
1: the two seed.
2: So they I mean, they will hold yeah, they'll be at home. Yeah, they they would be at home for anything other than an AF other than an AFC championship game against the Ravens and then obviously Super Bowl this yeah, year on the in road Miami. for that one. Right.
14: Okay. So, yeah, well, we'll be in Miami on the night to begin this year, man. I is that, so I'm hoping they'll do their thing, the When the Dolphins won today, I think they became my second favorite AFC team ever. Take it, sure, I absolutely. It I think they did. Ron Fitzpatrick is the second-best quarterback ever.
2: Yep, no question, no doubt in my <laughs> mind.
14: Yeah, he's an absolute GOAT, man. I was just calling in and saying to you guys, man, I had fun today, dude, I hope y'all did the same thing. A lot of criticism break breakdown and stuff like that, but we left with that one for him. We can make him for that production, man. I just want to say y'all do, y'all do a great job, man, and, I'll be listening
2: all the time, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. DJ, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, well, again, we'll, we'll break down Thornhill, and there were absolutely some things in this game that were not great for the Chiefs. I 100% get it. Like, again, we mentioned this at the top of the show. First half was hard to watch. Like It was an unenjoyable football, and I find most football at least a little enjoyable. First half of this game wasn't great. There were, there were two big plays, and really a third. Two of them came from Damian Williams. Um, it doesn't... I, I don't want to be this kind of reductive, but it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter because the, the Chiefs aren't playing a football game again next week. Like you can you can look at sort of the the large patterns from this season. and the large patterns from this season don't lead me to believe that the Chiefs offense is actually constipated right now. I don't actually think that. Whatever was happening today with the Chargers, the consequences obviously didn't land, and I'm not really worried about it in the long term because we're using a 17-week sample size right now, and really a two-season sample size in a lot of ways. I'm not freaking out about it. They end up putting up 30. The, the defense had some bad moments, you're right, trying to handle all those running backs and everything. But they, they gave up 20, it was 21 points. I mean, there, there are some long drives in there and stuff, but like— they averaged 4.3 yards per carry and 6.1 yards per pass attempt. I mean, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like and and I'm sure I'll I'll pull up the EPA box score and everything like that and we'll we'll see what that what that ends up showing a little bit outside the normal box score stats, but in a game where where the offense really had limited opportunities, had some penalty issues, had some execution issues with some drops and all of that, like, yeah, no, it was a sloppy, gross game that they won by ten and then ended up clinching a, a bye in the playoffs. I mean again, I I don't I don't want to say that the other stuff isn't worth discussing because the result was good, but it's I'm certainly not I don't think this is this should should take anything away from your feel good at this point.
3: And, you know, I was critical. I tweeted out something like the the Chiefs defense has reverted back to early season form with the running backs just shredding the linebackers, especially stuff underneath. Um, but then I also I kind of thought after I said that, but most teams don't have two running backs of the quality of Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Yep, I mean that's a pretty good combination. I know that the, the Chargers' record stinks, but that's a pretty good two backs to have on your roster. Yeah, absolutely, and it was. It's also the thing
2: they're most confident in with mm-hmm. Philip Rivers' arm and everything. Like that's the range that they're
3: most comfortable with. By the way, Ryan Fitzpatrick, real quick. Yeah. Since most of our most of our callers mentioned, you think about the beginning of the season, the Dolphins. What they do? They they cut. They wouldn't resign Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. They traded for Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yep. He was supposed to be the guy. Ryan Fitzpatrick was kind of an afterthought. He was the insurance policy. And then it was like, okay, we're gonna have to go ahead and play this guy. Yeah, we're, we're out tanking. on Rosen. We're, we're tanking anyway, and yeah. comes up with the biggest play of the chiefs season
2: <laughs> yeah really did it's incredible i said on the pregame show that welcome to week 17 the week of the nfl where ryan fitzpatrick and aj mccarron have more to say about the future of the chiefs playoff hopes than patrick mahomes absolutely. does
3: absolutely
2: i didn't really think it was gonna go that way but that's the fun of it all uh let's take one more call here before we hear from uh let's play on tyron matthew here beards but let's hear from tommy mo first what's up tommy mo how you feeling
15: Hey, all right? Josh, I agree with you and uh, Brad and his gambling, uh, you know, behind the scenes for a guy that's probably never placed a bet with uh, Louis the Fish at your <laughs> local corner. Right. He sure knows a lot about the spread and it's, money it's, lines. Yeah. And the best, doesn't he? It's
3: suspicious is what I'll say. It's simply hey, suspicious. Tommy Tommy, Moe, let's just, I grew up with some guys. I'm going to leave it at that.
15: You knew, you knew a guy.
3: I, I knew some guys.
15: Guys, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. I yeah. I didn't What's bet, but awkward, I knew some right? guys.
15: What's that? You went to Rockers High School, right?
3: Yep, and I grew up north of the river.
15: Well, he obviously doesn't. He didn't know any girls there, Josh.
3: <laughs> you know what I You know what? When I was in high school, and people would say stuff like that, I would just say, "Well, have you know, have you noticed all the girls from your high school are hanging out in the Rockers parking lot after school?"
15: <laughs> oh God! Oh, oh no! Yeah, they were uh, trying to get uh, play for Tony Severino and for their football team and be their offensive lineman. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man! Now, hey, hey, let's go on. Who knew a Harvard man would help out the Chiefs today?
2: Yes, we haven't even mentioned the Ravens' Patrick went to harvard is this even a football show thank you for mentioning that so we didn't even mention one it thing, yet shame on us
15: one thing patrick said that i don't i disagree with and he made it a comment i know our inside running in the last three weeks has been vastly improved and what what what's been the one subtle change in the last three weeks i mean Damian williams
2: that. is back Yes, that's one. But uh, his but, but his production his case. production this year hasn't been very good. Oh, and the last the last couple of weeks, wisniewski has been there instead of Andrew Wiley.
15: Yep, and Wisniewski, yep. you know, I think he's just kind of a grinder, and uh, you know, he's you know, we've had Zach Fultons, we've had Brian Walters, we've had Will Shields, all those were great players. With for whatever reason, was let go. You know, Andrew Wiley, to me, the last game he played, he was getting trucked. By, by, um, on multiple plays. And I just think uh, Patrick Mahomes did make a comment, well, I can't wait to Wiley. didn't say it, so to speak, paraphrasing. He said, well, Wiley will be back. But Wes Nerski, I, I don't know what his grade is. I don't know what his PFF grade is. But I just noticed our inside running has vastly improved. Like today, I think we had a third and two, third and three with Damian Williams somewhere in the early part of the game. We mm-hmm. picked it up where we normally would throw on that, in that situation. Yep. And uh, yeah, I know Damian Williams, long runs, he wasn't out there leading and pulling and blowing people up. But uh, I, I just wonder if that change is going to happen or is is he going to stay in that position for the rest of the season I would like it because our inside running, like I said, has improved.
2: Yeah. I think it's a good call time It's always good to hear from you. Um it, except for, you know, just that absolutely unnecessary shot at uh whoever I I don't even know where your Guys' rivalry was located there, Brad, but whatever whatever just happened there was <laughs> I, Tom I, I almost
3: got some pent up anger. I must say, it
2: was yeah. ferocious. Yeah. Um it was it was borderline N S F R. Um It well, it wasn't. The the Wiley thing. Yep. I, my hunch at this point is that whenever Wiley comes back, they will let Wisniewski hold the spot. I do not, I would not bet money on that. Sorry, Brad. I know you're out here just with, you know, roll of, of 20s. Five to one on that. Yeah, I would take that. <laughs> I would take that. I would, I would take five to one odds for either of them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I the other thing for me where, where you know a lot, of our, a lot of the conversations we've had about the, the, the run blocking on this show this season has largely for me revolved around, well, this is how they built it and they built it to be a good pass blocking offensive line. Wisniewski has not allowed any interior pressure that, that Andrew Wiley didn't allow. You know the, I haven't seen a step back in the pass blocking and then to see a step forward in the run blocking that way with Wisniewski there, fine by me. I'm in no hurry uh, to make that change. I, I think it's fair to point out that that's been a little bit better. So, I, I also And Damian Williams had two excellent plays today. I wish that we could just skip straight to those and then throw it in all the times that he runs for two yards, three yards, four yards. But the, the, the big plays he had today were admittedly outstanding.
3: I can't remember if, if I heard you on the radio recently or maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, week and a half ago talking about the end of the season and wanting to see Darwin Thompson more mm. and just not even use LaShawn oh, McCoy. Yeah, and they no, used Darwin, Dar- Darwin Thompson could have had every carry in this game. It would not no. have
2: bothered me one bit. They used him early and often. Because I I think that this was not a game to hand the ball to LaShawn McCoy. Have him active, sure. I'm a little surprised they gave it to Damian Williams as much as they did in this game, honestly, because I thought they'd probably be wanting to keep him healthy for the Titans next week. Little did I know that he's going to get a week off anyway, yeah. and it's not going to have to be manufactured, which is outstanding. Um, we got a lot of audio to hear from from Arrowhead. I, I think we should start with Tyron Matthew. He's always a uh, good talker, willing to talk, and today he gets the interception. The defense for the issues that it had today, that are again like fair to acknowledge, the defense has been good. Um and and has continued to be good and I'll I'll take the status quo of this defense and if it can improve great I'm also sure he'll be asked about the impact of of Tyra, of uh of Juan Thornhill and everything so let's hear from Tyron Matthew what he had to say after the Chiefs beat the Chargers and locked up a first round bye in the in the uh, playoffs jumping straight up to the two seed in the AFC.
12: About those
16: time. Big time win. Um... I mean, to score that many points um, in the bowl game against a good team, uh, that was impressive. So uh, hopefully we can keep it going. Clemson, a big-time team, got a big-time quarterback. But I like, I like Joe. I like our chances.
1: Have you?
16: Do you guys now get the bye just to pick us up for you guys right now this season? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, obviously, it was a lot of work to, you know, go into that, and obviously a little bit of help. But uh, we'll get healthier. Uh, take a couple of days off, and we'll get back to it.
17: Have you ever experienced?
13: Such a wild week, seventeen, like it was
16: today. <laughs> no, I've never, never been a part of that uh, in my life. Um uh You know, one of the, one of the best decisions I made was to come here. So it's been going well.
5: Can you describe the, the adjustments that have to be made with Juan? Looks like that's a serious yeah. injury. What, how do you guys make up for that?
16: It's. I mean, obviously, if, if he's not able to go. um You know, it would be a big loss for us defensively. Um, You know, just his growth throughout the season. And, you know, um, he was one of those guys that we depended on to make big plays. And so uh, we don't have that now. So, you know, guys like Amani, Jordan, those guys that have to step up, um, which I feel like Spags and Coach Merritt, you know, they'll get everybody ready to roll. But there's no doubt about it. um, If he can't go, big, big loss for us.
8: You've been kind of the guy in that group all season uh, mentally and physically. Do you take on more of, of sort of trying to lead guys
16: a little bit more? This is what needs to be done, be in this spot on this Yeah, um, you know, it's it's a mindset, you know, and um, I truly feel like, you know, they brought me here, obviously, to make plays. But, you know, to kind of set tempo, you know, to set the energy in the building. Um, and a lot of guys have been, you know, following my lead in that regard. Um, and it's good to see other guys kind of start to step up and, you know, play with swagger and be more vocal. So you could tell that it's running through our locker room, um, and it's a good feeling.
13: Win streak heading to the postseason.
16: How huge is that for your momentum? It's good. Um, you know, obviously we got some great momentum. You know, Love going into good. the postseasons, <laughs> and um, so. uh it's gonna be fun, man. Uh, you know, I love playing football. You know, I love the challenges. So I love everything that come with it, and um, I know my teammates feel the same.
13: You all <laughs> sending like a dinner down to Miami to the Dolphins. Today?
16: <laughs> you know, I was joking with uh, Mr. Hunt. I said, man, we gotta send, gotta send them a Christmas present, man. Something, <laughs> you know.
5: <laughs> a lot of people underestimate the importance of a bye in the postseason. How important is it for you guys to have that today? Now, moving forward, it's
16: extremely important um, because you know I think you could really take that week to to get healthy um and then you can scout everybody that's playing um so and that's not something you would probably be able to do if you had a gang you know that week so um it'll be important for us to kind of you know put the work in obviously get a get a little dose sort of information on who we could possibly play and um this hope is shake out for us and uh, whoever shows up here um you know we have to be ready to roll and
1: your interception can you take us through that
16: yeah, um, not sure why he threw it, but um, you know, I, mean, I just try to go up and get the ball. Um, you know, I think anytime I, I spend so much time with Larry Fitzgerald, I feel like I feel like I'm ideal covering bigger
2: guys. So
16: uh, it was a good throw by Rivers.
2: It's Tyron Matthew after the game. Uh, yeah, why do he throw that? I don't know why he threw that it? pick, but I guess I'm glad that he did. Excellent.
3: By the way, Philip Rivers' career record against the Chiefs now after this. Yes, four. 14, no. It's 14, 14 and 15, 15 now. So in under 500. Under 500.
2: Um, we will see if there are any more Philip Rivers games to come. Uh, but if they are, they, they may or may not be with the Chargers. They may or may not happen at all. That could have been the last game of Philip Rivers' career that we
3: just watched, which is a little weird. By the way, by the way, Uh-oh. when Chris Jones rolled him up and his knee took kind of an awkward bend – you know that happens in the game of football, and guys. And he starts John with Chris Jones. He he tried to punch Chris Jones. He you oh, he did punch Chris in Jeff. in the chest. And to me, for somebody Chris Jones's size, it was probably like you know when a gnat is flying around, and you're like, right? I hear something. Did I? Did something land on me? I'm not Zzz. sure. I'm not sure if something landed on me or not. I think Chris Jones' body just absorbs that kind of thing. But I like I like the. Um, Chris Jones jawing. He did it with Tom Brady. Yeah. Did it with Philip Rivers, and then Rivers tried to go after uh, Harris verbally. I followed him after a play, and I'm like, "Who's Harris? Why are you worried about Harris?" I don't know. He's a guy that's that weird. literally has been what on three teams. Three this teams year? this year. Yeah. So, but it's, 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 get after it. That's Philip Rivers'
2: mo, man, and it's kind of fun. Like I, I'm, I, got I a will ton of miss for it when him, it's though. gone. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like Philip Rivers. I've said no. this before. Um, that's fine. You can tweet me. That's okay. Um, Let's go back to uh, audio. Can we get to Frank Clark, Beards? Is that something that we have the technological capabilities of doing by the time I finish the sentence? Can I I get a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Beards is talking directly to me, which is pretty bad radio. It's six and a half minutes long. Do you want to do six and a half minutes right now? Is there a shorter one that you'd rather us play? What about Damien Williams?
12: Let me see how long Damian Williams is. Sometimes we can
2: produce things during D- commercial breaks, Four and sometimes minutes. we really can't. I mean, we could have played six. We'll play six minutes of Frank Clark later. Let's hear from Damian Williams right now, though. He just mentioned that okay, he had give me a, one second.
3: unbelievable. In TV, we call this directing from the floor. That's good. I like this that. The sounds... anchor's telling the director what to do. And, di- and directors don't like it. But Beards is okay. Okay, we're good now. All right, Beards is okay. How do you it? feel about this interaction, Beards?
2: I mean, I'm having fun.
3: <laughs> it's good. That's all we need.
2: Stay to be having fun. Uh, we uh, we talked about Damon Williams again. Like we can, we can. I will. I must talk about establishing the run and the value of the run game and all of this stuff. And it's gonna. Be, I'm gonna pull my hair out. And it's gonna be a whole deal. However. A couple of the plays that Damian Williams had today, the, the two, the, the, the giant touchdown run um, and then the, the shorter one of, of just rolling over dudes and staying on his feet and everything, just just truly like two excellent football plays. I don't really, I'm not thrilled about the Chiefs running the ball 23 times, although seven of those were from Patrick Mahomes, although some of those were also by design. Mm. Um, so 20 rushes a game is not where I think the Chiefs should be divvying up their plays. They ran at almost a 50-50 rate with uh, running and passing. I'm not thrilled about that, but if they are going to be handing it off, even as Damian Williams has had some rough stretches, he's had a couple of explosive plays, and I appreciate that in a running back. I appreciate the effort that he had in his two scores today. So let's hear from Damian Williams, hear what he had to say after the victory.
15: How many friends do you have in Miami? Oh, man.
2: <laughs> they all my friends today. I'm going to tell you that.
18: Talk about that big run. Obviously, Tyreek Hill, they see you again. But what did you see on that touchdown run? Other than
5: Tyreek Hill chasing you
18: down. Oh, i seen Fish do a great job, you know. Kicking the guy out, so all I could do is hit the hole as, as hard as I could, which is why I was breaking all those tackles. I trusted my old line, you know, to hit it with velocity.
14: Now, how's your body feeling, being back? And you said that taking that time also kind of gave you a little bit more time to get a few other little scratches and injuries yeah, kind sure. of intact.
16: So how do you feel to be back?
18: Oh, it feels great to be back. You know, like like you said, you know, having that time off, you know, it gives you opportunities, you know, to handle you know the main injury and little you know bruises, nicks, and nats, you know, stuff like that. So. At the end of the day, you know, I, I feel great and I'm did, running like it.
7: Did it mean something more since you got hurt against the Chargers and Mexico to come back the way it did today? I would,
18: it, it always means something when I play the Chargers. You know, I grew up in San Diego. I was watching those guys as a little kid. So, and being able to, you know, to play against, you know, your childhood team, it's, a, you know, it's a different feeling you have.
14: Now Hill said he backed up a little bit when he was trying to catch you at the end. He said he wouldn't do it to you twice.
18: I'm gonna tell you, last time he, he caught me. And this time, <laughs> nah, he, he can cancel that. I I won that race. <laughs> do you guys feel like you're yelling at the right time often deacon and not special teams going into the whole season? Oh yes. Once you get all phases going, it's it's a different, you know, it's a different team, it's a different animal. You know, having a special team step up like they did, it's a great feeling just to know, you know. We're on a different level right now as a team. Not that
5: the offense needed to spark, but how did that fourth down hold by the defense to spark the offense going the other way?
18: After? Oh man, they've been playing lights out. So just seeing them and, and hearing the crowd, and just, it, it, it's a different feel. You know, I, I'm I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. But it, it's a different you know feeling when you got your defense going out there, you know, and you, and you see their heart just left out on the field.
9: Last year, you guys got a first-round bye in the playoffs again. This year, you've got that same situation, first-round bye coming back this year. How much better does it feel this time? Do you guys feel a you bit know, different going into it this time than you did what, this time last year?
18: Yeah, I feel like we, we worked to go get this. You know, we had a lot of ups and downs this season. And I feel like, you know, we picked it up at the right time, and, and, and we're rolling it, and it's starting to show.
10: you said earlier this week and last week as well that you
6: felt a little little fresher this time around because you had a few weeks off. Was today kind of a result of that?
18: Oh, most definitely. And and just having the old line that I have and being able to to trust those guys. So, you know, being as fresh as I am, you know, you hit the hole a little different. So, you know, I I took that advantage today and, and we was running. Do
7: you feel confident in kind of carrying the load throughout the playoffs now? Oh, of course. What do you feel like having your old team give you guys a hand today?
18: Ah oh, man, it feels great just because, you know, I know the history. I know how it kind of goes down. You know, they'll get us either the first game or second game, but I know we, we always come out or, or the Dolphins always come out, you know, with the win. So it just, you know, I feel like it's history, you know, just, just keep going. I'm, I'm I'm happy for them. Damon, are going
10: to call some of your team former teammates? You give them a
18: little text. Like oh, most definitely. <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, this is a league, you know, you, and you build relationships and you build friends. So, yeah, of course, you know, whether or not, you know, I always call and chug on those guys anyway.
16: Last year you had a good postseason run and a few touchdowns one play. you feel like you're ready to final get to that level and to just kick it at the right stride at the right
18: time? Oh, yeah, this is, there's no better time than, than right now. So, at the end of the day, you know, I feel good. The offense feels great. And all I can do is, you know, keep rolling.
5: What do you think is the biggest difference between where you guys are right now compared to where you were at this point last year?
18: Ah, man, I feel like last year... It was a, it was a different team, a different feeling. We Pat was on a you know on a different role, so I feel like you know right now I feel like we really had to dig to go get this, and I feel like it's 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 a different feel because I feel like you know everybody feels that we we had to really dig deep to go get this. Defense
5: made some key plays again today. Does that give you guys a lot of confidence going into the playoffs this time
18: around? Oh, of course. Just you know our defense is playing stout, so you know they keep that up. All we can do is keep rolling.
2: It's Damian Williams after the game today. Uh, my favorite of his answers about the Miami questions was the first one. Uh, any of those guys, your friends? Oh, they're all they're all our <laughs> friends this week. Uh, the, the whole city of Miami, the state of Florida, everybody with a beard, all friends of the
3: Chiefs this week. The Damian Williams touchdowns, I'll just hit on a couple of points. Sure. Talk about being a tough runner. On the 84-yard run, he was stopped dead on the sidelines yeah. after about an 8-yard gain, yep. 9 yards. Yep. And I, I kind of glanced away because I was taking notes during the game and I looked up and all of a sudden he's pirouetting around and took off. And he got down there and, and I couldn't believe he outraced everybody. I didn't know if he still had enough speed, especially with the injuries this year. And on the other touchdown, the shorter one where he ran to the right side, he was on the ground, but he was on top of the body of a Dolphins player. So his knee never made contact, slid off, got up, took a step, put his hand on the ground to keep his balance and then got in. That's the kind of—I I know you're not always a great fan of the run game, but if you're going to run it, that's the kind of fighter I want running the ball. The yeah. guy that's going to do that. Yeah, the, the, those not are everybody exceptional does, plays. Not everybody does it.
2: Absolutely correct. Uh, we are overdue for a break yet again. That's sort of our thing here. Yep. On the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show, that's Brad Porter. I'm Joshua Briscoe. We'll take some calls and continue hearing from the locker room whenever we come back on Sports Radio 810.
1: <laughs> The Chiefs post-game show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery.
0: Perimeter run. The underneath handoff to Damian Williams. And he breaks a tackle up the sideline. 40, 45, 50. Remember, he had the 91-yarder against the Vikes. This is going to be 10, 5. Touchdown! Kansas City, Damian Williams, an 84-yard touchdown.
2: That is, I'll say, pretty clearly our play of the game. Brought to you by the Central Bank of the Midwest. Take a new look at what's possible. Central Bank of the Midwest. Visit centralbank.net. It's a heck of a play. Uh, we've, we've talked about it a couple times. You can harken back to the uh, the play. The 91-yarder that Mitch mentioned there, just a couple of excellent big plays where he like legitimately just did not quit on a play.
3: The 84-yard run today, fourth longest in Kansas City Chiefs history. That's a tie, and that 91-yarder that Mitch Mitch mentioned. Say that three times fast. Uh, that's tied for longest run in Chiefs history. That happened against the Vikings just a few weeks ago. We will uh, keep hearing from the locker room and also keep taking
2: your calls. Let's go to the phones here to Jazoo J. Sure. Why not? You're on the uh, Missouri Lottery Chiefs post game show.
7: Hey, thanks for taking the call. Uh, was out there today, and it didn't start off feeling like a playoff game, but it ended like one. Yeah. In a in a bizarre way, uh, being at Arrowhead, and the fans were electric for usual. Guys, I'm going to say something, and, and it's going to go over like a lead balloon, and, and you're going to tell me why I'm wrong. I'm not as high as on, on this Chiefs team as the rest of the city is right now. Because, okay. Well, let's take a. Let's take a timeout here and take a 10,000-foot view and look at what we're looking at here. Who they've beaten in the last six or seven weeks. They beat the Chargers, who were essentially eliminated back in Mexico City twice. Mm -hmm. That's nice. You've beaten Drew Locke, who's quarterback number three of the Denver Broncos, who have been out of this forever and a day. You beat, sorry, Derek Carr, and sorry, Chicago. Okay, so let's not, like, puff our chests out and say, oh, we're going in the playoffs and we're going to – you know just blow everyone away because essentially if we rewind time 6 weeks ago we were saying the same thing about New England and we had all said who is that defense beaten they had beaten the NFC East, sorry Washington DC, uh, the the Redskins, the Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins, blah blah blah. And if we look today we needed the stars to align which they did but they got beat by the Dolphins, so, like, let's not puff our chest out and say, man, we've got a defense that's fantastic, and the offense is hitting on all on all cylinders. I mean, guys, Patrick Mahomes got in Sammy Watkins' face the first drive of the game because he just gave up on running. Yeah. I mean, I, you, know, you know, you're going to need to cross all the T's and all the I's to get to the Super Bowl, and now, by the way, here's what's probably going to happen. I'm sure you guys agree. The Houston Texans are probably going to come to Kansas City for a second time, where they beat us, by the way. And then we're going to go to Baltimore at the end who of the
12: Chiefs, day, who to the Chiefs. Beat. To right. Mm-hmm.
7: And, and so I don't really want to see Houston again, believe it or not. And I definitely don't want to see Baltimore right now, who's firing on all cylinders. So um, I'll believe it when I see it. I think we have a good team. I don't know if we have a Super Bowl caliber team here. And, and I think we're all drinking the Kool Aid of recency in the sense that the last six weeks we've beaten teams that are either checked out or are, frankly, not that great. And uh, I'll listen off there. I love your show, and, and congratulations to the bye, but uh, let's see what happens. Well, appreciate,
2: go, I appreciate the call, Jay. Thanks for that. Um, I mean, here's the thing. like You, you know, he, Jay skips over the Patriots win, and I understand that. You, you can write that off as a team not that good that just lost to the Dolphins on that. That's fine, but they were in the two seed an hour and a half ago. You can say the Chiefs haven't beat anybody recently. That's true. They did beat the Ravens back in week three. They lost to to three out of the four teams in the AFC South. That's an absolute problem. That's why they needed a miracle from the Dolphins today. That's all fine. But Drew Locke was coming off of two victories his first two starts, then lost to the Chiefs, then won again. We'll see if they win today against the Raiders. The Raiders are, believe it or not, in this mess of playoff contenders. And so the thing that I would challenge maybe most there isn't that the Chiefs are perfect and flawless and all of that. It's that I think you have to kind of adjust at least a little bit for the rest of football. The, The one team that you would say has performed at a level like clearly surpassing the Chiefs as of late would be the Ravens. And they've had some they've had some bumpy roads. Like they've they run the ball extremely well, but every time I've watched a Ravens game, there have been half a dozen times where Lamar Jackson's thrown a pass where I go, "Wow, that's that's the thing I'd rather them be doing here." And I the, the, over this stretch, the Niners, uh, the Ravens beat the Niners. It's a good win. Although the, since then, the Niners have been shown to be a little bit shaky. And then Bills, Jets, Browns. I think you can do this for anybody is sort of my general point. And, and if the Ravens are the team you don't think you can do that with because they've won uh, 11 in a row and, it, and there are good teams in there and there are bad teams in there, they beat the Steelers, Bengals, and then the Seahawks and Patriots, and the Bengals and the Texans and the Rams and the Niners and then the Bills, Jets, Browns. Again, the Bills, that's a, that's a playoff team. Are you gonna say that they're significantly that's a way better win than the last few the Chiefs have had? I don't know I don't know that the Bills are significantly better than the Chargers. The records are significantly different, but you can just do all of this by degrees, I think. And ultimately, I think you're just going to find that the NFL is a big mess of a bunch of teams that are relatively similar. I think the Chiefs have shown that they are a a click above everybody in the AFC other than the Ravens. The standings now reflect that as well. And I think the Ravens and Chiefs are probably on par with each other. I don't think think you should put the mortgage on it. Um, I don't think the Chiefs are a Super Bowl lock. But I think that they're in as good of a spot as just about anybody.
12: Yeah, because that's the league at this point.
3: If you want to go down to you know who you've beaten at what time of year, you can do that. Like you said, you could do that with just about anybody. The Chargers are an odd case because they have really good football players. And look at their losses. They're 5-11, and 11, right? Oh, Hold on. I got Rappaport here uh, mm-hmm. did tweet that uh,
2: sources say the Chiefs fear that Santa rookie safety won. Thornhill suffered a significant knee injury that will knock him out for the playoffs. they uh, will have an MRI tomorrow to learn the details. Been a, a key part of that defense. So nothing
3: we didn't expect, um, but something we're aware of now. Right. So the Chargers are kind of a – I think they're an outlier if you're talking about who the Chiefs have beaten over this six-game winning streak. They've beaten the Chargers twice. But they're an outlier because one, they have really good players. Two, nine of their eleven losses were one score games. Nine. That's not a five and eleven. That's not um, five and eleven is an awful record in Mm -hmm. the national football that's bad. Mm -hmm. But when you consider that nine of their eleven losses were by one score, you can say, Well, good teams win those games. Well, good teams also lose games like that. So, yeah, you we can kind of do that. All day long. Now, I just here's, think the, you can do here's the everybody. other thing our, our caller mentioned. He said, well, I, I I don't want to face the Texans, and I, I don't want to face the Ravens. You're in the playoffs now. You, first of all, there's, there's no choice. You don't get a choice. You don't get a pick. Second of all, most of the teams that get in are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, unless the Steelers or the Raiders were able to back their way in somehow. They, I mean, name off air. You want to face the Bills? I mean, I'm pretty confident in that game, but I'm not. There is still a pretty good football team. Who who do you want to play in the playoffs? <laughs> yes, yeah. who do you want to face in the AFC Championship? Wow, maybe the Steelers can back in and make it all the way to the AFC Championship right. and the, and just, the Chiefs yeah. to play
2: at home. I just think and, all of that kind of. I, I think I just think I think we can kind of do at least some of that with just about everybody. Uh, let's take another call here. Let's go to Chris. What's up, Chris? In Missouri Lottery Chiefs Post Game Show.
9: How are you doing? Um, first off. Uh, the patriots. I don't mean to make this a patriots post game show. It kind of is already
2: what,
3: though, so you're good.
9: What do you think their uh, plus minus uh, differential is in the
3: last 8 weeks? Ooh, last 8 weeks. Points? Are they on the are they on the negative they side? They can't be negative it's, in the
2: last 3 last weeks are they?
12: Uh
3: plus 8. That's Oh, wow, man. Close. Yeah. And, and like
2: it's well been tight.
9: it goes back to the point you were just previously talking. Every team is flawed. I mean, yep. we can actually say the Ravens are like are a cut above everybody, but they've played a lot of like. I mean, they played the Steelers twice. They played the Browns twice. They've they played, played their
2: division. Yeah,
9: yeah. I mean, like that. That's my. One. I do, I do have a substantive point about the Chiefs that I don't know the answer to, and I, I really wanted your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, analytics folks say running backs are overvalued, and that's mm-hmm. totally true, yeah. right? But, um, okay, Lashawn McCoy? This is a DNP – do you remember when uh, Greg Popovich would, uh, um, you know, load management Tim Duncan, and yeah. he started listing him as DNP old? Yeah, again? yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, LaShawn McCoy is DNP old. There is a difference between a average to above-average running back mm-hmm. and a below-average running back. Like, should we – like – kind of value running backs more than, like, I I think the analytic community is like, never pick one in the first round, never pick one in the second round.
0: There's a value to them. Yeah,
2: I think that that's, I I think that that's reasonable. I would say that the value of those guys ends up being such a a borderline random spread of, of where those guys end up coming from. Because, like, honestly, I think if if Austin Eckler was in the Chiefs' offense, he'd probably be used really, really well – and he was an undrafted free agent in the same year that Leonard Fournette went for. Like, and I don't think Leonard Fournette would do all that much interesting stuff in this offense. So, um, I'm what I'm good with is is what they did with Kareem Hunt and did with Darwin Thompson. Will probably do again next year. You can draft dudes, and honestly, like a little later wouldn't bother me either. But you can you can be trying to go through a lot of running backs to find the guy that does the thing at an above average level. Because like, I do think there's something to that. But it's, for me, it's the acquisition cost that ends up really getting in the way. And again, when those costs end up being high, high picks or big money like you give to Ezekiel Elliott or whatever, that's whenever it becomes almost impossible for those running okay. backs to actually earn their value.
9: One last thing. Who do you like, Tennessee or New England?
2: Oh, man. Oh, I don't. I'm watching Tennessee right now, and every time I look up, they're doing a thing that looks like an actual good football team. I think I'd say Tennessee. But I don't. But I know that I'm. I know that I'm not answering that as logically as I should. I know that that is my fear answering that question. And
3: uh, I don't know. The Titans might be a better football team right now, which is crazy.
9: Yep. All right. I'll see
3: you. I appreciate but, the call, Chris. By the way, investing in running backs, teams are getting smarter about it. Yep. <clears throat> I don't know if you're going to see a Saquon Barkley taken number two overall mm-hmm. anytime soon. But mm-hmm. you, you just look at the last year, the last two years, Le'Veon Bell wanted. Huge money. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers said no. He said, "All right, I'm not playing." The Steelers said, "Fine, don't play." The Jets way overpaid for Le'Veon Bell, yep. and Adam Gase did not want him on the team. Not personal. Not for personal reasons. He thought it was too much money to be spending on a running back. And Le'Veon Bell got pissed off about it, and that's fine. So that was a, that's that's going to that's going to continue to be a problem for the Jets. You look at the Chargers with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon said, "I want a new contract. I want an extension." Chargers. The Chargers are infamous for not negotiating players who are still under contract. When they drafted Bosa, Bosa wanted to hold out, and he held out. He wanted more money. And the Chargers said, um, okay, don't play. Yeah. And then he, he gave in. Melvin Gordon ca- uh, gave in. His season hasn't been great, so you're seeing teams kind of stand Why the Cowboys gave all that money to Ezekiel Elliott, I, I don't know. That, the, 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 Jerry the, Jones. Jerry Jones. I guess. I don't know. You're going to see less and less and less of that.
2: Yeah, I don't want I don't want the Chiefs to ignore the position, but I I want them to use a very specific strategy what? um to add to it.
3: Look at the kid um the kid in Denver type, by the way. Thank you. I, I used the cough the air, button.
2: But yeah, I got him, I got him um, out of the way. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Yep.
3: You look at him, and he's a really good— There are a lot th- of examples of yes, these guys. All over the league. Absolutely.
2: Uh Let's uh, hear from a guy the Chiefs added extremely recently um, for a total value price, who showed up today, in fact, got a sack on Philip Rivers a full decade after <laughs> his first sack of Philip Rivers. Um, And actually, they'd played once four years prior also. No sack though. Really oh, would have man. really would have padded my stat here. Um, but Terrell Suggs first sacked Philip Rivers uh, ten years and a month or two ago. It's, it's almost exactly ten years. It's yeah. very very close to ten years. Um, and uh, and now ten years later he got him again. Let's hear from Terrell Suggs.
14: You got another sack. Now you're in the eighth time overall in the NFL. How does it feel to be in the NFL for so long doing so well?
19: Hey man, it, it's good, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm just fortunate. Like when you look up there and you be like, wow, I really got that many. You know, you try to remember the first one. You know, the first one is just as good as the last one. I'm just, you know, I'm grateful for everything. You know. That's happened in my career, so it's pretty good. It's pretty, elite. it's a flattering accomplishment to be totally honest Since
18: with you. Since you've been with this team, what is the one that you saw
19: that Swagger, swagger. This team plays with a tremendous swag man, and it's it's a confidence, and that's the number one edge a football player has is confidence. And when you have a team playing with swagger, and uh, you know the head ball coach is encouraging that, and and your, 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 your person, I mean your position coaches is, is encouraging it, like. That that can help you in January in uh, playoff football. You can
6: have, you can have a playoff game like, at home here. but mm-hmm. the First time in the stadium for you as a chief. Just as a chief, what, what was that The stadium get was- loud.
19: Like it was very flattering to be on the home side of that. You know, uh, normally I in the past I've been on a visitor side. I like, yo, it's really you know, it's really loud in here, and the, and the fans are really engaging, and you know that makes the game fun. That's what the game's about, and it's good to play. With a, a crowd, uh, with the kind of energy, it's electrifying. So. Okay, and thanks, guys. All right, we got one more. Yeah, well, one more. One more. Right. One more. One more. And, and you've been through this
6: before, uh-huh. because you know what it's like to have a buy and not have a buy. Just mm-hmm. being your first game earlier, just the fans understanding the ramifications of what was going on in both games. Mm-hmm. Can, can you just explain what that's like? As a, I'm gonna be player. totally
19: honest with you. I think our fans were just really engaged in our game. Like I think, as a uh, 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 organization as a team we were just worried about us. we totally forgot that that was a scenario we knew we had to handle our business and like we went out there after the offense sealed the game they was like miami just scored with 20 20 seconds left and we did it hit us like oh my god really you know what i'm saying so it's very flattering but it shows what hap- good stuff can happen when you handle your own business I and mean, you you focus on what you have to do your task and hey you can't worry about anybody else That's what the Chiefs did today. That's Terrell Suggs. This is the Missouri
2: Lottery Chiefs postgame show here on Sports Radio 810. I'm Josh Briscoe, along with Brad Porter. Beards McFly hitting all the buttons. Uh, You can also, I'll I'll tell you, it's the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show. It means they get little things that I read like this one. Hey, guys, go Chiefs. This part's not in the copy. They're getting a first-round buy. Let's celebrate a little bit. You know what you can do? You can play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs scratchers ticket from the Missouri Lottery. It went up to $600 cash instantly. Give it to me again, Beards. Play it forward and play responsibly with the Missouri Lottery. We'll be back here uh, right after this. We got audio from the Chiefs locker room that we are going to be getting to up until uh, God knows how long. We have a lot of audio. We also have room to take your calls, 913- 3810-810. You can also tweet all of us. You can tweet at Sports Radio 810. I'm at JB Briscoe. Brad is at Brad K. Porter. Beard is at, uh, at Brad McFly. He's going through some sad fans on Reddit from uh, not only the Chargers but also the Patriots. So They're sad. Uh, There's a lot of sadness in Beards' Twitter account, but that's pretty normal. It's the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show.
1: The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery.
0: Offset eye. 2.42 to go in the game. Chiefs first and goal at the 7 now. Hand off Damian Williams to the right. They clear it out. He keeps his head on the ground touchdown, Kansas City. Damian Williams kept his hand on the ground and his inertia moving forward. Great blocks and a big day for Damian Williams and a big day potentially for the Chiefs. It was both of those things ultimately, and
2: Damian Williams is our famous among friends player of the game. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of your Kansas City Chiefs. It's a nice game for Williams. It's a huge day for the Chiefs altogether as they ultimately end up being the two seed in the AFC. No game next week. A week to rest up. A week to not be upset at home. A a guarantee of a home playoff game the week after. If the Ravens were to be upset, the Chiefs would host the AFC Championship game as long as they, of course, weren't. Um, So just an enormous... Day of things changing right in front of the Chiefs and all of it falling in their favor.
3: By the way, the Damian Williams 84 yard touchdown run came right after McCole Hardman's 104 yard kickoff return run, back to back plays for 188 yards. And on the kickoff return, you don't see this much anymore because the rules have changed. And it makes more sense if you catch a ball in the end zone and kneel down because you're going to get it at the 25. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it takes too much work to get back to the 25 because you've got to gain 27 or 28 yards to get there. It just doesn't make sense. But teams have countered it. And I think Bill Belichick started this a couple of years ago, a few years ago. The team's kicking have tried to counter that by kicking it short right, to either the 10 or the 5 to force you to run it in a bad spot. But McCole Harbin, when he came, I'll be honest, when he came out, I was like, Oh, boy. Um, but you can't. Uh, kickoff teams are not allowed to run until the ball is actually kicked. Now, and man alive, there's some great block. Demarcus Robinson had a great block. Yeah, on it that was return. a lot of great blocks. Extremely well executed. Yep. Um, and and since you brought that up, I'll
2: say that um, every time, every time anyone throughout the season through the first 15 games, 16 weeks, uh, asked why does Hardman keep bringing out those kicks from the end zone, or really why does anyone keep bringing out those kicks from the end zone. That's why. I mean, it's that Dave Tobe fundamentally believes that eventually they're going to break one. And it was almost as late in the season as you could get it for the Chiefs here. But that was the plan, and they're going to try to do it again in the postseason, obviously. Um, Now, we've seen it happen with this specific crew and with Hardman as the return man, so I, I feel good about it. It's also why you go back to the times that, that Hardman fumbled, and we had those discussions about, you know, can you afford to, to leave McCole Hardman out there on the field if he's going to be turning the ball over? I've always been happy to say that I think McCole Hardman needs to be this team's return man, so you're going to have some growing pains, but this is when it pays
3: off, and, and it paid off in a nice moment, moment for the Chiefs today. And for to, to do that against the Chargers are usually pretty good on special teams. That's the first time the Chargers have given up a kickoff return for a touchdown since 2011. Wow. Been been a minute. Really? Been a minute. I couldn't believe it when I read it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's shocking. It's
3: been a minute. Um, Let's
2: hear from uh, Frank Clark. He was uh, speaking in the Chiefs locker room earlier this afternoon. He's many times over talked about... Uh, just talked for the defense, similarly to to Tyron Matthew. He was in the backfield giving Philip Rivers some problems today. And and as the defense has continued to grow, we've heard more and more from Frank Clark. Let's hear from him following the game.
20: No, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I had a rough few weeks, you know, a few all weeks right. ago, but um, I've been feeling pretty good as of lately and, you know, just enjoying my time around my teammates and stuff. And
14: anything else physically, your neck, any of that bothering you still? Or today, did you feel like you didn't have to play very
20: timid? Uh, I mean, obviously, you didn't. Nah, not nah, not at all. Um, everything full go right now, especially going into the playoffs, you know, new season, um, all the stats, all that stuff is over with. So I'm happy about that. And uh, just ready to go on this run, you know. And you said
14: this is your first time ever getting a buy?
20: Yeah, it's my first time How getting a bye with feeling- so, yeah, um, I'm going to go enjoy it. Um, it feels pretty good knowing, you know, had some help, you know, out there in Miami. You know, um, Fitzpatrick did a, did a pretty good job closing that game out to help us out. So, so we did our job out here getting the win to close out the conference. You know, we run the West, so and we want more. Um, that's the goal. You know, I um, got a first-week bye, but, you know, I got to stay focused. You know, bias can go up and down. As for
18: this game, just this, this second half, you guys really turned it up a bit notch. What, what went into there, the halftime adjustments that
5: you made to try to shut
20: down the Chargers? Um, Really just understanding that they was going to try to run the ball, um, uh, knowing that you got, they got 25 and 30, you know which which back is in the game with spec 30s in the game, more passing, more um, screen stuff like that. 25 in the game, more downhill runs. Um, you know, just understanding stuff like that. Understanding when Phillip Rivers was in the game, um, can the tackles, knowing when it was run pass. Um, you know, and just going off our keys and stuff, and we learned the whole week of practice. Frank, as, as a
6: leader, what can you say right now for a guy like Juan who played so well in his rookie year and is probably not going to be with you guys in the playoffs?
20: I, mean, I just told him to keep his head up. You know, I went and send him right after the game. he um, has been tough, but you know, as a rookie, you gotta understand you gotta go through these things if you want to get to the top. You know, it's a um, it's a long journey in the NFL to you know be one of those guys, as people say. So um, for a guy like Juan who's came in, has been excellent. You know, for his um, went through that rookie learning curve, and um, now he's been playing some excellent balls over the last couple of weeks. But you know, it hurts. You know, it hurts. You don't want to see one of the guys that you started you know the season off go down like that. And um, you know, we just gotta hold it down. We got a few guys that went down, and we'll just go continue to hold it down for the guys that went down, and um, you know, try to bring it home for them.
6: I know you said because of your injuries earlier this year, friends, that you felt you like you were letting fans down and I know fans sort of reached out in the same way to sort of they thought that there was an expectation that you were gonna reach. This may be the first time where you and the fans kinda can enjoy a moment. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. The idea of winning out the regular season, you know, and the idea of Miami giving you guys a buy in a home playoff game. Just what was what is what's been the relationship like with the team fans? and having this
20: sort of moment together for the first time? You said with me and the fans? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's been a pretty cool relationship. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, as a fan, they take things more personal. You know, they take they take the game, you know, a little bit different way than we take it. We're the players to actually understand what's going on out there. So, um, you know, the fans who don't understand, they, they, they jump off and they make all these conclusions about what's going on. They don't really get it. But um, my job is to try to help them understand as best I can. You know, I can't talk about everything. I can't, you know, speak about everything. You literally get fined about it. So um, they got to understand. You know, sometimes, sometimes you just gotta weather the storm, and that's sort of what I did. Um, I knew it was coming. I knew, I knew what I was going through, and it was sort of like, you know, you weather the storm, get through it, and then eventually, you know, everything will be alright. So that's kind of the route I took with it. So Frank, with you guys being
11: team. into
20: the postseason, um, I just feel like we got some good rhythm going. Um, you don't want to peak too high. Um, I feel like that's sort of where we at. You know, not, not to the point where we, you know, hitting every cylinder to the, you know, every game. Um, you can obviously tell there's still, you know, some, some, some things we gotta do to fix things and. You know, um, you know, to come out there in this next game, and you know, we just got to be on fire. Six-game
0: six win streak uh, going into the playoffs. What have you kind of learned about your unit, you know, from the first
18: game? I mean, obviously, this performance aside, just throughout that six games, how's it going?
20: It's Man, it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. It's been a cool ride. Um, you know, to, to, to come out and see how we started the year off. You know, like I said, um, everything we was going through, you know, the, the scrutiny we was facing, you know. And we just stuck together. You know, we stuck together. It's been a long season. Man, they don't even sometimes you know we, we we literally stop looking at the records, stop looking at the paper, stop looking at everything stat related, and start just focusing on each other. What, what can we do to help each other grow and be better? And um, you know, it was a full, full relationship between the full D, you know, from the DBs to the front end, and uh, we got it done, you know, and close the season out 12 and 4. Unfortunately, you know, 12 and 4 don't matter no more for us, and um, start back 0 0 and got to go in the playoff run,
0: Frank. You had been like banged up kind of for most of the season and everything, and some other guys have. How important is it and how much does it mean for you guys to be able to get a bye week and a week off of not having
20: to go Health. and playing and bang? Health, man. Energy. Stamina. Yeah, um, you're able to get your body back together. It gives us extra time to get our body back together. It gives us extra time to, um, you know, um, more more time to prepare for our opponent, look at certain details, clean up all the mistakes and the details um, that we made and, you know, get out there and come out come out fresh, man. It's a fresh season, a fresh start, so you got to understand that it's playoff bar, higher caliber of football being played around this time. Like I said, Man. Late December, early January hey guys, games Just for championships, we're right for one.
0: Quick. Have you taken? Do
5: you expect to take sort of inventory of like everything you've been through personally, you've this season, from training camp, and neck oh yeah, You just,
20: you said, what well, can I take from it?
8: Yeah, and have you? Is that something you think about? You take inventory of
20: it? Uh, yeah, always, and I just use it to and continue, you know, to help my play. Um, man, my dad, dad died in fire, so at the end of the day, it's not too much many things that can hurt me, you know, that. The fan says that you know things that happen on my on the field that might not necessarily go my way. Man, I just stay down. I keep everything in house. When I say in house, I mean mentally inside, and um, talk to my teammates if I got a problem and just go from there, man.
8: I know you're confident for good reason in, in your in your talents and your ability, but was there a point this season where you thought your body may just not hold up and let and let you show? Know yeah,
20: yeah, of course. I thought I thought my body would have gave away earlier, you know. And and I, 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 honestly, I thought my season would have came to an end, but you know I got a great training staff, Rick. You know, um, Julie, all the people who work on me, um, they just did an excellent job getting my body back together and, you know, um, developing a plan, a treatment plan to where as I can come in and get everything I need to done and um, help my body recover for this time right now. Where's your weight right now? I'm about 255 now. I got my weight back up.
5: And you want to be 260 or is it? 255, 260. that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's playing weight. Frank, yeah. what's it like having a guy like Terrell Suggs come in and give you a spell every now and
20: then? And nothing like having Terrell Suggs in the locker room. You got a guy who's top 10 in sacks. Um, it's not enough knowledge that I can Pick his ear about. Um, so I hope he enjoys me um, continuing to do that. I'm gonna keep on bothering him about what I can do to um, fine tune my game, and you know, as long as he's here, I'm gonna keep bothering him. So I hope he's um, looking
2: forward to that as much as I am. It's Frank Clark following the game today. And that continues our Locker Room Report, brought to you by Continental Siding. Whether it's football or home improvement projects, you want to be a part of a winning team at Continental Siding Supply. Continental Siding Supply, giving lifetime warranties on siding and windows for 34 years. See for yourself at smartsiding.com. You heard Clark talk about it in there. I mean, obviously, he has had an immense number of issues physically this season, Um, very different ones as well. But... Uh, whenever he talks about the impact being health of of what they can be looking for with this bye week, the first bye week in his career and uh, as a player and, and the things that can the good that can come from this time off, uh, I, I think it's it's again hard to overstate the importance of that.
3: Yeah, I'll be I'll be curious to see how Andy Reid manages the players time this week times yours um, because it is. It's, hugely important during a regular season by week mm-hmm. players get you know four days off they go to the beach go to the mountains go do whatever you want. so I'll be curious to see how he manages the players time this week if you're if you're injured if you've been banged up obviously you're gonna stay around yep. you're gonna get your regular treatment so I'll be curious to see how um, they handle that uh Frank Clark did mention he was asked about Terrell Suggs uh, coming in to give him a spell and he lo- he loves Terrell Suggs that's yeah. why he wears the number I I thought it was interesting, Andy Reid mentioned today, with Suggs getting a sack that now puts him at 139, he goes to 8th all-time, he passes DeMarcus Ware, and Andy Reid mentioned that DeMarcus Ware was at the stadium today. Yeah, I I heard that. I don't know if he's with a broadcast outfit, because last year I think he was like like an assistant coach with the Broncos of some kind, or an advisor, or something like that, so... I don't know why he was particularly here, unless he, maybe he's just friends with Frank Clark. I, I don't know. Or wanted to see maybe if Suggs got... Uh, yeah, I've, I, see I'm in person. not aware. I don't
2: know. Um, yeah, kind of cool. Uh, let's take a look around the NFL real quick here um, because the number of things that happened. Uh, it's the Missouri Lottery Chiefs game show here on Sports Radio ten WHB Kansas City. Josh Briscoe and Brad Porter with you. Um, with all the things that happened around the league, uh, the, the biggest shakeup was clearly the two and three seed swapping between the Chiefs. And the Patriots, and that was uh, was with was with Miami delivering the blow. Tennessee is up on Houston right now, twenty to seven. That game is currently live uh, on CBS, and it looking like the Titans will probably lock up their role in the playoffs as the uh, likely six seed. Um, the The games that have gone final, though, that that are relevant and just locked up. The Jets beat the Bills. In Buffalo, but the Bills didn't play. They, I mean, Matt Barkley started. They're locked in uh, to their four seed. Didn't even know Matt Barkley was in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I nope. if you put you gun to my head, I, I might have guessed a Buffalo, but I I wouldn't have wanted to put any money on it. Uh, so the Jets win that game. They end up going seven and nine in a season that felt worse than that for them. But that's where they end up. The Bengals beat the Browns. The Bengals finish at two and fourteen. The Browns finish at six and ten. Woof. That's a mess. Uh, The Packers were in significant danger of losing to the Lions, but they came back with a nice fourth quarter, and they beat the Lions, locking up
3: their first round bye. I I read somebody posted this on Twitter. The Packers, in the two games against the Lions this year, never led for a single second and won both games. It's incredible. (laughs) Incredible. Um, So they they
2: come back and, and win that game. Uh, also in their division, the Bears beat the Vikings in Minnesota. Mm. Um, kind of interesting. I think I think the Vikings were pretty much locked in as well, um, but they they lose that game to Chicago in Minnesota. Obviously, the biggest game of the week for the Chiefs outside of the Chiefs' own game. The Dolphins twenty seven, Patriots twenty four. Just outstanding. Uh, Jameis Winston had his thirtieth interception of the season on a pick six in overtime. The Falcons went to Tampa Bay and won that game, both of those teams, in 7-9. and nine, And the Saints obliterated the Panthers in a game that they didn't need. Uh, they obliterated the Panthers 42-10 with Teddy Bridgewater and... Latavius Murray, yeah. I, I'm I'm checking. I asked the question. Yes, Latavius Murray. Think of how many. Actually, games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Drew Brees actually did play in that game. I before the game, it sounded like Bridgewater was going into play. That's n- not the case. And Kamara also did, but but Murray ended up with uh, with the the bulk of the carries there. So, um, the the Saints did actually play Bri- uh, Drew Brees in this game. Michael Thomas also had four receptions. So, all right, they. They could have pulled him sooner, I imagine, because Teddy Bridgewater only threw uh, one pass. <laughs> so, and also, I think if Bridgewater, Bridgewater needed one touchdown pass for a two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar incentive to fire in his contract, and uh, I would have been. They they were they were up thirty five to three at halftime. Think if I was Teddy Bridgewater, I would have been uh, trying to get in that game, trying to throw the, some passes.
3: The Saints seem like an organization that might go ahead and pay that. He certainly like they have good ownership. Though. He yeah. he covered his
2: role this season. Won, they want a
3: lot of games with Drew Brees out yeah. this year.
2: No question. That scoreboard update is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company. Boulevard Brewing Company is Kansas City's beer. Let's, let's
3: let's take a break. Go ahead, Brad. Speaking of roster bonuses, everybody was rooting for Jameis to get that thirtieth pick. Yes, I sure was. Is that a is there an incentive bonus on that one? Probably not. Okay. I mean, the incentive is probably being a member you, of the Bears next year. You have to give some back, me.
1: maybe?
2: Uh, no, I just I think what he gives back is uh, living in Florida and moving to Chicago. That's I'd like to put my money on that one. If I could, if I could get that that bet in advance, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, okay, we've got more audio. We've got more highlights. We've got more show. We also have done very little actual talking about Chiefs Chargers because the narrative for this completely changed whenever the Dolphins beat the Patriots today. We'll keep breaking down all of that and more here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs Post Game Show.
1: The Chiefs Post Game Show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery.
0: Over the center is Chris Jones. He's coming after Rivers. Rivers floats a pass. Left side intercepted by Dan Sorensen. He closed out the game in Mexico City against the Chargers. He'll close this game out against the Chargers with the pick at midfield. Dirty Dan does it again to Phillip Rivers.
2: That is our ugly play of the game for uh, mostly the reason on the Chargers side, obviously. That could have been the last pass of Philip Rivers' career.
3: That's possible. Then that would be a fitting way to end it. I don't think Philip Rivers deserves to have his career end with a Dan Sorensen interception. He, I don't throw, think that's he fair. throws a lot of weird interceptions. He's thrown a lot of weird interceptions. In that's his true.
2: Chair. And as Beard's pointed out before, Mitch even said it there uh, during the break, that's now twice this year. The game has ended uh, with Philip Rivers throwing a pass to Daniel Sorensen, and that's weird. And that is our ugly play of the game. If you're in an ugly house and it's an ugly situation, call the Ugly House guys today at 1-800-44-BUYER or go to webuyuglyhouses.com. You can fix that ugly situation and turn it into cash. For the Chargers, it might be turning that ugly situation into cap space, which is pretty much the same thing.
3: Well, I'll say this about Philip Rivers: for you know, we, we throw a lot of noise at him because you know he screams at people, his own teammates, uh, team players on the other team, and that's just who he is. He's a fiery guy. You ask any player, uh, currently or former player, if they would want to play with Philip Rivers, ninety-nine percent of them will say absolutely they want a guy like that. And for me, Philip Rivers is a no doubt Hall of Famer. If you want to bring the noise on the other way, go ahead, fine. But you look at his. Credentials compared with Eli Manning, Curtis Seabolt did this during the week. This week, pretty comparable. Yeah, the only thing Manning has is the two rings. It's and that's no small thing. But for Philip Rivers, for me, Hall of Famer. I uh, I might
2: be inching towards the side of neither of those guys being Hall of Famers. Um, but if but if Eli's going to get in, and he is, then Rivers should also. Yeah, that Rivers, Roethlisberger, Eli class those guys will all end up yeah all end up in and it's, for sure i guess it's fine yeah i guess it's fine i i have i have very few strong feelings about anything hall of fame related at this point honestly just because it's all so diluted and can be so generally wacky
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's like all right why is this guy in why is this guy not
3: all right guys fine that's fine everybody's got a ca- got a case for and a case against right you can be happy or aggrieved I mean Johnny Robinson getting in this year for the Chiefs long overdue. Just way way too long overdue. But he's in. And before that I was, you know, it wasn't riot conditions.
15: get Johnny Robinson in, guys, Damn it.
3: Right. That's my voice of the the people out front with the torches marching towards uh, Canton, Ohio. Johnny Robinson, do it. I think that was just you. I think you were out there with torches and
2: pitchforks. I was. That's But I was it, it's I was okay. wearing a straw hat and a wool jacket. Yeah, I mean that's what every like yeah. A, you, that's a good point. That's the, that is the official uh, that's the official uniform yeah. of torches and
3: pitchforks. Maybe mm. like an ogre mask. Yep, something out of a Scooby Doo villain kind of thing. It's a weird place you have ended up here. I'm happy about it.
2: Uh, we've got a bunch more audio that we still haven't heard from Arrowhead today. Let's do that now. Let's go to McCole Hardman. He had the uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. He also had a big pass reception earlier in the game. I don't know how many times I can sit here and tell you that I think I think McCole Hardman should get more playing time, but I'll do it again today, and I'll probably do it again for a little while now. Let's hear what he had to say after the game.
11: About it, very nice. What's the story there? Story. <laughs> Hey man, I don't know. I just felt like I should wear last game. He been he been playing good. I've been watching since I was little, so only right. Take us it? take
12: us through the
11: touchdown. Uh, I mean, I ain't that's like my first. I think my first time returning at that game. Um, I couldn't get a chance to get it early, and I was getting kind of mad because like, it was like, I was like, man, man, I know I can get these, and I was just want to get a chance to get out, and then the last one. I seen the whole I seen the crease, and once I hit it, I was like, ain't nobody here, so let me go ahead and go. How do it feel to finally break
6: one, because you've been close, the hole's been there.
11: Man, feels so good to do it, and, uh, to reward the guys in front of me, you know, because they've been working hard all season, they've been blocking, I mean, they've been blocking their ass off all season, just for me to reward them, you know, it's a, a great thing. So hopefully I can get them some more, and because uh, I think I noticed what they do, so definitely. 100, 104 yards, third long, long, longest in Chiefs history. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, go longer next time. <laughs> Uh, that's how my thoughts are. Maybe I can come eight, out 8 deep next time, maybe, you know. So, um, But, no, it, it's good. Man. I'm just happy to, that I can do it and get one out of my belt. What
12: goes into the decision whether to bring it out
11: or not? Uh, ultimately, it's up to me, you know. Uh, but told Gil, Gil. um like a medium, like, okay, listen, if it's five, six deep now, it's stay in, but but be aggressive, you know? like So it's like, if you want to take it out, you know, you just be smart with it. So at the end of the day, it's like, it's kind of up to me, man. And um, But he trusts me whatever I want to do, and um, so in the day, I kind of just, you know, I felt this. So.
12: Came okay, close to that sideline. Were you a little, a little nervous, but did you have to see
11: the replay to make sure you were in, or did you not? Know? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was close to it. I just, I, I ain't seen nobody telling it. I'm like, Sue. I guess it was it a was clear cut, so. Did you feel Tyree do you? 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 Yeah. Who in? Yeah. When Did he come up in, no, I would not come. He will he won't come up on me. I'm sorry, he said if he was on the field, he tried to come up. <laughs> no, no, I'm not worried about it. Nah. If he, if he, if he do that, I'll either I'm I'll make an excuse to say I wasn't running, or he just, he just gonna have to get me. But now, nah, if I'm running, if I know he's there on the field with me, I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna keep running until I get there. You know. Yeah, you guys got the two seed now. How's that feeling? Now that Miami beat New England. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. it feels good. I'm glad, man. It's good. Give us a bye. Everybody get healthy, get rested up, and um, just get ready for the um divisional. What does that mean for, for you guys to be you're, – you're a young guy, obviously, and first year here. What does that mean for you guys to be able to rest up and get a bye and not have to worry about playing maybe three playoff games in a row? I'm young, man. My body my body feels good, you know what I mean? So I bet it's, it's more beneficial for the older guys that's, that need a little bit more rest, you know, to get get right, to get going. So, um, But it's a clutch. I love it. I mean, I'm glad we do it and it gives us more time to prepare for the point that we're going to have. So
2: That is young and fast and not worried about resting cole Hardman after the game. Brad, you made an audible noise whenever he said that about the old dudes.
3: Kind of threw the oldsters under the bus. The olds. We just call them the olds now. It's a SpongeBob thing. Hey, oldsters. Is oldsters a SpongeBob thing? Hey, oldsters. (laughs) How are you? I'll I'll allow it. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with a SpongeBob reference away from you. He was asked about uh, if Tyreek might try to catch up with him on a touchdown run, and he said if Tyreek would happened to do that he would just tell everybody he slowed down so it's good that he has an excuse plan already when tyreek was trying to catch uh damian williams on the 84 yard run yeah um the next gen stats recorded tyreek hill at a max speed of 22.81 miles per hour tied for the fastest this season i don't know what that means but i know it means he's damn fast Tyree Hill loves a long-running
2: play solely for the excuse that he has to show everyone else how fast he Look is me. compared to other very fast people. D- if Damian Williams ran by you in the hallway, you would like lose your mind. Like, yeah. that's, uh, that is the fastest person I've ever seen. And then Tyree Hill jogs past him backwards, like Dash dashing the Incredibles.
3: That would be like if you went through a school zone, that has 20-mile-an-hour speed limits. Yeah. And then Tyree Kill just runs by you Past on the sidewalk. You. Yeah, he's showing off. There's no doubt about it. I'll steal one from Mick Schaefer. He, we were talking about, um, I don't know if it was uh, Aroldis Chapman, somebody who throws 103 miles an hour. And Schaefer said, if I could throw 103 miles an hour, I would go out in the middle of traffic and stop and say, watch this. <laughs> and then just throw it. If I were Kill, I like he does, watch this. I would I would stand in
2: front of any uh, anyone trying to go get a touchdown of their own. I would chase them down, cross the line before them, and uh, and get those next gen numbers. How about if he That's if good. he
3: passed somebody on the way to the end zone and threw his arms up like he was breaking the tape in the Olympics? Uh, that'd, that'd be, be pretty awesome. good. That'd be awesome. I
2: think th- I think there's a chance that we're gonna get some of that whenever maybe he gets a little longer field or he's in a better spot whenever it breaks. I think there'll probably be some uh, some shenanigans very very soon. Uh, we can take a couple more calls, 913 then one three three eight ten eight ten george waiting on hold. What's up, George? How are you?
17: Big man. Glad to have you back from the holidays.
2: Thanks. Good to hear from you, too.
17: Hey, you've been bringing up Spongebob and the Incredibles. Can we try something you might have seen called Hoosiers?
2: Listen, George, you don't have to put me on blast like this. <laughs> you, you knew what my odds were on that, and they weren't good.
17: The last scene in Hoosiers, uh, in the basketball scene, where Gene Hackman tells his players, After we make the free throw, the extra, you know, the the foul, after he makes the foul shot, here's what we're going to do. And I use that as the reference because we're already at the end of the postseason, we're already at the beginning of the postseason. I want to go to the end of the postseason. We're going into the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, are the Chiefs going to be comfortable, having traded up so many times, to play a draft pick Anywhere in the last five or six draws or at the beginning of the second round.
2: Comfortable giving those guys playing time, you mean?
17: No, well, I mean, let alone comfortable. No, I'm talking about actually feeling comfortable making a pick. Oh,
2: just sitting there and taking the pick.
17: Taking a pick at 28, (laughs) 29, 30, 31, 32. Yeah,
2: that's a good question. I'll be
17: happy that they will because that would mean where they are. Yeah. But knowing what you know about team management. Yeah i
2: comfortable there. I don't I don't know. I think I do think that that I mean Brett Veach is open in his aggressiveness, right? He knows what he is and he knows that we all know. But I do think that at least on some level it is situational, which is good like that, that it depends on who's falling where. My hope is that they don't have to trade up very often cuz that usually means that, um, that that there's a a hole in your roster that you're trying to fill. Um, but, yeah, no, I have, I have no faith in the Chiefs actually making a draft pick in the 30s or, or late 20s.
17: Well, the only reason I even suggest it is because all the drafts, mock drafts that I've seen up to now, and, of course, Lord knows we're going to see 50 more, uh, is there's a very strong defensive class this coming up. Mm-hmm. So if you can wait for the third or fourth best safety or the third or fourth best corner would that be comfortable because that's we don't need an offensive player right now
2: right we yeah need a Defensive player yeah for me'm I'd be happy to see them continue even to add this specifically to the secondary um, but at this point I don't I can't I can't speak confidently enough in the the depth of the draft class to uh, to know for sure but I I hope that's one of those good problems that chief's have. that's what I'm with. saying yeah absolutely I would
17: like to think that as well and and quickly so the guy scores on a on a punt return mm-hmm Okay, we know that there's so many bonuses built in to your contracts. Right. Is that one of them?
2: I'm guessing because it's, it's a rookie deal. I don't know if, if rookie deals with the structuring they would have would be even able to have bonuses like that. I'm, I'm, so I'm not sure. My hunch is probably not for a rookie in, in, in the rookie contract.
17: Could there be maybe a little uh, extra incentive? Thank you for your service. Uh, not saying under the table, mind you, but sounds something like from management. Saying hey, here, something in your stocking. It sounds, it sounds
2: like, you're, say, saying exactly you're, like saying. you're saying under the table. That's <laughs> exactly what you're saying. I think you're saying under the table into the stocking. I think is what you're saying, George. And and uh, on that, I uh, I refuse. I simply refuse to
3: comment.
17: <laughs>
0: Good to hear from you, George. Thank you for calling in. Always, guy. All right.
3: I, I will say this. Years ago, Dick Vermeil, when he was the head coach, Morton Anderson reached some milestone for kicking success. Sure. I, I don't remember what it was and he came out in the press conference and goes ah I'm proud of proud of Morton and uh got him a 300 dollars bottle of chateau blue whatever it was expensive dick vermeil those wines that's what it is that's what it was called. he nailed it it, it said, nice thing nice gesture the coach gave the player a nice bottle of wine nfl heard about it and said you're violating the salary cap rules and told morton Anderson he had to give the bottle of wine back that's how picky the nfl is what if he drank it already i guess you'd have to buy a new one and, and give it back i Oh, no. That's how picky the NFL is about this stuff.
2: Just sort of take some, like, PED test to the next level. Hey, don't don't pee in this cup. Pee in this bottle. <laughs> and Fill it back up. And then send it back to coach.
3: That'd be a hell of a job to fill it up.
2: Yeah, it would probably need a couple of... Uh... Probably need a couple of attempts there. Well, on that note, it feels like a good time to tell you to play the new $5 Kansas City Scratchers game and play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Play responsibly. I tell you that because this is the Missouri Lottery Chiefs Post Game Show here on Sports Radio 810.
1: The Chiefs Post Game Show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery.
0: Kick taken three yards deep in the end zone. Left side returned McCole Hardman at the 20-25. He's got some room at the 40. McCole Hartman up the sideline. Stays on his feet. 35-30. catch it back. 25-20. McCole Hardman. 15-10-5. Touchdown. Kansas City. 104-yard kickoff return by the Pro Bowl. Return specialist, McCole Hardman.
2: We just heard from McCole Hardman. There is the play of the day from McCole Hardman. An eventful afternoon for him. A guy I would love to continue see, uh, see can you see a little more work from. Because Demarcus Robinson had a nice moment, yep. and then he had a crummy one. Get a drop. And he's fine. He's mm-hmm. fine. McCole Hardman has some extra juice that I'd like to see
3: on the field more often in the playoffs. By the way, when Mitch said... For the Pro Bowler! The Returner! It makes me think, when they named the Pro Bowl team and McCole Hardman was on there as a returner, it reminded me of the game, was it last year against the Jaguars, when Jalen Ramsey ran his mouth about Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. Are you going to guard Tyreek one-on-one all day? That's my reporter voice. You're going to guard Tyreek Hill one-on-one all days? Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Tyreek Hill is a Pro Bowler as a returner. Yeah, not as a receiver, as a returner, and I think Tyreek smoked him that day for one, at least.
2: Yeah, and also, um, they, yeah, they mentioned that around Hardman earlier. Also, pretty in the good, clips, damn good receiver. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun bit they've got though. Um, I want to hear from a couple of guys still from the locker room we haven't gotten to yet. One of them is Treverius Ward. He had a, a stretch of time there where he got worked on, and um he he was always in the right spot like he was always in a good position but for a while his issue was getting his head around and right now it he could use a little extra boost in terms of being able to finish a play but I he still had an excellent season and, and today wasn't his best game ever but it was a perfectly good one uh, let's hear from Trevor Ward and see what he thought about today's action and then uh, what the Chiefs are looking at heading into the playoffs.
5: You're sitting down there on the field, you guys are in the game, mm-hmm. and the crowd kind of goes a little bit nuts because they hear the Dolphins have scored a touchdown. Did you feel that when you were out there? I mean, yeah,
8: I, I felt the crowd, I heard the crowd, but I didn't know what was going on. I honestly I was looking around like what the hell? I thought somebody had ran onto the field or something like that. But I mean my teammates started telling me what was going on and I was like, Yeah, we gotta we gotta real chance to get the first round by as long as we finish the job here. When you were like this week, I know Coach Reed keeps you guys
5: focused. Mm-hmm. This is the job at hand. Don't worry about anything else. This upcoming week, no, or like this last this past, week. I mean, okay. you're
8: not thinking about the Dolphins, but no, not at did at all. you even think like there's a chance the Dolphins could win that game? I mean yes NFL any team can win at any time so so we just had it we, 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 yo, we was focused on beating beating these guys, the Chargers. So. so, you know, last year you were
5: just starting later, right? You know, you've been starting all year this year. How much more comfortable do you feel right now than you felt heading into the playoffs Yeah, the, year? the
8: more the more I play, the more, the more confident I'll be. The more confident I'll be, like, the better my game going to be. I mean, it's all, like, mental. It's always been mental with me. Like, I got all the physical, physical tools. I mean, I just got to get smarter on the field, believe in myself more. And the more comfortable and the more confident I am, like, my game will go to a whole other level.
5: So, you guys, what do you feel like? I mean, you're a bigger part of the team this year, you're playing more, but do you feel uh, like this team is in a better spot
8: this year heading the playoffs than last year? I mean, yeah, we got a lot of momentum going right now. We just got to keep that momentum up, like not losing our game. The playoffs started for us like three or four weeks ago, so we've been having momentum for the past five, six weeks. We just got to keep that up, and we'll be great as long as we keep our momentum and, and don't lose our game. We, we'll, we'll be all right. We don't know the status of Juan right now, but he went out of the game, looked
5: pretty bad. If you guys don't have him, what, what's that going to mean?
8: I mean, we got it's, it's always next man up in the NFL, so we got a lot of talented players in the secondary, uh, smart guys. and a smart guy, a money, money young and talented. So maybe we just got to, if he, if he's not going to be with us, those guys just got to go out there and step up and make plays, do, a, do, a, do their job.
2: It's Trevor Ward with uh, Todd Lebo after the game. Um, I, I, he's right on the safety position, and I do feel a little more confidence knowing that it's going to be uh, a week and now two weeks, actually, of Steve Spagnuolo figuring out kind of hand-picking what he wants in the replacements for Juan Thornhill, and I do say replacements plural because I do think it's going to be a plural effort uh, to do that. But with a little extra time and a little bit of extra uh, of an extra opportunity to to tweak things and retweak them over a couple of weeks of practice, I, I feel better than I would have with less time. Obviously, so it's still it's still a,
3: a bad break for the Chiefs, but um, I, I don't think it's a fatal one. Now, and, you know, we're, I was talking earlier in the show about how bad the defense had been in the first part of the season. You make adjustments. You put guys in different positions, like what they've done with Kendall Fuller, uh, what they've done with Tyron Matthew, and they'll have these next two weeks to put some guys in positions that maybe they hadn't thought about or maybe they hadn't seen a lot of them mm-hmm. uh, in those positions, and they'll figure out the right combination or what they think will be the right combination. I'm definitely confident in that after yeah. what I've seen the last six, seven weeks.
2: Yeah, I am too.
3: Uh, let's take our last call of the
2: night. Let's go to Ditto. What's up, Ditto? How you feeling? You're on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs post game show. Oh, nope, boy, he's not. That was oh, my fault. Po- Ditto. First round. You're you're good to go. We got it. I had this. Hey. The phone buttons here have been unkind today, but you made it.
14: Hey, I got one question. Sure. What is it? Lamar Jackson for Baltimore's is MVP right now. Yeah. What if Mahomes pulls off the Super Bowl? Is that going to leapfrog him ahead, and he takes it home? Two years back to back, would that be awesome or what?
2: It'd be very cool. I, the the voting for that will all be done ahead of time. Unfortunately for that storyline, uh, but I would say that if Mahomes went like MVP then Super Bowl MVP back to back years, that'd do it for me. Not bad. That'd be
14: sweet. I'd settle for
2: that. Yeah, I would too. Mahomes, let's go. Appreciate I hope the call. I talk
14: to you after the Super Bowl.
2: I I hope you do too, man. I hope we are here doing a Chiefs post game show for the. Uh, first playoff game, and then the AFC Championship game again, and then this time, one more after it. Uh, we will, Hopefully, we will be
3: here and the phones will be open. Thanks for the call, Ditto. If we're doing yeah. a post-game show after a Chiefs Super Bowl win, I will just tell you to bring a cot, because we ain't going anywhere for like a day. Yeah, I'm going to have a Red Bull IV um, bag, have to get another box of these party
2: poppers, just one every segment, for sure, one every segment.
3: By the way, in honor of the caller, since that's that was our last caller for the show last week when you were out of town... Yeah. Um, thank you to Ali Trost for filling in. She was That'd great. that all go well, it seems like. The building wasn't on fire. Uh, Tommy Moe pointed out that, uh, you know, throughout this winning streak, our uh, caller Gary has been... Uh Persona non grata. I would say a lot of callers have have uh, vanished.
13: <laughs>
2: the, uh, the the winning streak is Thanos' snap, <laughs> if, yes. if I may. Where half of our callers disappear when the Chiefs are winning. Outstanding call. That's all right. That's all right. I haven't heard
5: anybody want to fire Andy Reid yet.
2: No, Steve no. Spagnuolo's job weirdly safe these last several weeks. Crazy how that happens. Uh, the NFL, by the way, as everyone has pointed out is weird we gave you the final scores earlier today i want to give you uh one last look before we get out of here um at some of the active scores right now brought to you by boulevard brewing company the the titans look good i'm already like continually second guessing the who would you rather see game of the the titans and patriots i mean the texans don't need this game they're locked in. They assumed the Chiefs would beat the Chargers. That ended up being the case, and so they're locked in at the four seed. Um, but right now they're getting doubled up by the Titans, and the Titans look good doing it. It's twenty-eight to fourteen right now in Houston. Um, in Baltimore, Robert Griffin and Gus Edwards are beating the Steelers at sixteen to ten. As the Ravens are winning with their backups right now. Robert Griffin's current uh, stat line in the air: nine for seventeen for eighty-four yards. Not you know a lot happening there but they are winning with the backups uh in jacksonville the 5 and 10 jags are beating the 7 and 8 colts you want to go back to a game the chiefs should have won oh to boy. keep all of this drama from oh. from being necessary that colts game was gross man it was gross everywhere both sides of the ball uh, did not enjoy that football game very much. But the Colts currently fighting just to, to uh, get to 500 by year's end. Um, in the NFC East, a couple of games worth keeping an eye on. The Eagles just need to beat the Giants. They're up 17 to 10 right now. Uh, late in the third quarter. So if they win, they are in. The Cowboys currently handling Washington. They're up 27 to 13. Um, but it doesn't matter if the Eagles don't fall. To uh, Daniel Jones and company, and then uh, Cardinals and Rams—a game that it's fundamentally useless. Seventeen to ten, uh, L.A. over Arizona, and then the Broncos and Raiders also playing right now. Uh, Broncos are up thirteen to three. Um, the, the the most noteworthy thing there, I guess, sort of sort of interesting is that Drew Locke could complete his rookie debut with only one loss, of course, being to the Chiefs. He uh, beat the Chargers and Texans, then lost to the Chiefs, then beat the Lions, and currently has a lead on Oakland in uh, the Raiders, what is almost certainly now the Raiders' last game as the Oakland Raiders. So that is your scoreboard update of all the active games brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company. Make this the season of great beer with Boulevard Brewing Company.
3: Drew Locke was asked this week, uh, how he's going to handle the off season and what his mindset going into next season would be, and he said, "I'm going in with the mindset I'm number one." He said, "As soon as I stepped out on the field to start, that's my job and that's yeah. mine." He's going to live in Denver primarily, but he said he's going to set up, uh, you know, these camps like Peyton Manning used to do, where they go to Florida or California, and the mm-hmm. receivers and tight ends and running backs get together, and they're going to go all over the place. And he said, "I'm, you know, this is basically saying this is my team now." Yeah, and he should. Because and it should be, and it's they have a great leader. He's he's been a leader since he was fourteen years old. So
2: yeah, it'll be a very interesting story to keep an eye on. No question. Um, let's hear one more time from the Chiefs locker room. Travis Kelsey also spoke to the media. Uh, let's hear what he had to say about this team that has not only now finished its regular season, but now with the help of our friends, the Miami Dolphins, has earned a first round bye.
15: What did you know? It didn't seem like they were showing the Patriots score. Did you know anything about what was going on in their game? I knew nothing.
10: And honestly, I really didn't know any of the scenarios or how it was all going to play out. I just knew we had to win that's how you gotta go after. So when so you when found you out? Play? So when you found out, what's the what's the first? I mean, it's shaking. I, I don't know. I just uh, I wasn't as as crazy as as the, as the fans were in, at Arrowhead and a lot yeah. of guys on the team. I just think uh, you know there's still a lot to be done. Um, yeah, I'm excited we got the buy, but I think uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to give give us a chance to get healthy and. and Really hone in the fundamentals and stuff like that, but we still uh, we still got business to take care of. Pat kind of alluded this week that he thinks where you guys are now at the end of the year may be different than where you were last year at the end of the year. What do you, what do you see as you guys as a team? Do you think we've you're grown, in a better spot. Yeah, we've grown uh, tremendously from from situations last year and, um, and just really a, a new makeup of, of the team. Uh, it's, just, it's as easy as that. Uh, I think um, moving forward, we're, we're a lot more confident this year uh, than we were last year at that point.
4: Why is that, Travis? Why are you more confident going into
10: the playoffs this year? I think year? we're uh, we're playing as a, as a group better and better every single game. Offense, defense, and special teams obviously getting in the end zone, uh, being a part of the mix. Um, you know, it's just... Uh, You just got a lot more confidence. It's fun fun to put up a ton of points, but what's it like this year where that doesn't almost have to be a necessity? You know what I mean? The defense is playing... Well, we're still trying to put up points every single day. I mean, we're still trying to put up six, seven, whatever you want to call it. We're trying to score touchdowns on every single drive. And, uh, you know, that's what we're working for. Regarding this game, I know at the beginning it seemed a little bit
18: stagnant at first. seemed like some miscommunication problems. But what got it going on track later in the
10: game today? Um, guys rallying together, uh, figuring out what they were doing, uh, the small things, uh, at least from an offensive standpoint, uh, seeing what they were doing defensively and how they were going to match up to us and trying to take advantage of that. When you hear Miami beats New England most, that feeling like and how relieved are you to not have to play next week? Um, I think it's going to be good for a lot of guys to get healthy, um, get some uh, nicks and bruises all cleaned up and uh, you know, we'll be interested to see what we got. First time this year where you guys are anticipating getting the ball, Special teams gets
6: the first touchdown of the season. Just how big, pivotal of the swing is that, it was just given, awesome. given how much you've
10: seen them progress this Yeah, year. it was awesome to see 1-7 get in the end zone, uh, especially on special teams where uh, you got a lot of guys out there working on special teams. But, I mean, when the ball carrier's moving that fast, man, it's, it's, it's special. And uh, that's what Nicole gives you. Now, Tyreek says
14: that you guys are the swagiest team in the NFL. Do you agree
10: with that? Oh, yeah, swag champs, baby. That's what we do. It's what we do, championship swagger you get the shirt Matthews, he has a shirt championship right? get that shirt yeah I'm gonna need a double X there you go Five. <laughs> yeah, no, have a good
2: one. Travis Kelsey after the win a few things in there kind of interesting um but clearly there's a moment of feel more confident why do you feel more confident well because we're playing as a team last year the defense was not holding up its end of the bargain we all know it he knows it he's not going to say it that way but for it all to be coming together at this point, um, just almost re- really obviously, literally couldn't be at a better time for the Chiefs.
3: And Kelsey only three catches today on five targets. He had a really bad drop and no catches in the second half. That cannot happen in the playoffs.
2: Right. And this it was a really weird second half as well. Yes, it was. Very few plays for the yep. offense because they scored a, a kickoff return and then a one play after that. So, yeah, a, a strange game. Um, but, Brad, your, your takeaway from it as we look ahead,
3: not to next week. But to the week two after. Weeks, I'm going to end with a good number for you. Uh, number one, shout out to CBS for playing Crimea River going to break. It's I good. think that was purely intentional. 100%. Uh, two, congratulations Harrison Butker, who set a new record for points scored in a season for a Chiefs player. And number three, Andy Reid in the bye week in the regular season in 21 years, 18-3 in five trips to the playoffs in which he had a bye week. You know what his record is? What is it, Brad? Perfect. 5-0. and oh. Really? Sign me up.
2: Think they're going to the AFC Championship game? What? You think they're going to the AFC Championship
3: game? You will it, you're yeah. ready to put your money on it right now? Oh, I Titans what, come to Arrowhead? Let's see what the spread is, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chiefs are going to the AFC Championship game, and then we'll be doing a Super Bowl post-game show in February. I'm ready. I will clear out my schedule to be here
2: in this chair with uh, all the pleasure and the world. Thanks to all the callers, everyone working out at Arrowhead for Brad Porter. And also, beards look fine on the side of the glass. I'm Josh Briscoe. Chiefs win and get some help from the Miami Dolphins. Bye week, baby. Chiefs beat the Chargers 31-21.
0: Follow the Chiefs right here on your home for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Sports Radio 810 WHB.